at your Liara impression. I am going to speak in my Liara voice. This is the Boy Howdy podcast. <laughs> this is my Claudia Black as the Asari bartender voice. Yeah, I just found out that Claudia Black, a.k.a. <laughs> Chloe, my homegirl from Uncharted, did the voice of... Um, uh, oh, that's right. She, she does an she admiral. Uncharted. Yeah. She does an admiral in the, uh, in the um, Korean fleet, but she also does uh, Athea, uh, Liara's father. Oh. Anyway, you may have guessed from the fact that I started with doing a really bad Asari impression that this is, of course, our Mass Effect podcast. Well, this is our second of two Mass Effect podcasts. This is our Mass Effect 3 spoiler cast. Yes. Uh, so all of so you who have not played in. it... Oh, and by the way, spoiler, Athea, um, the Krogan Asari bartender from Mass Effect 2 is Liara's father. Spoiler, everybody. So if you don't want to hear any more spoilers, so stop listening loud. Black fucked Counselor Troy. <laughs> they made Liara. That's just really fucking weird. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so uh, what'd you do this week other than play Mass Effect? Um, I pretty much shirked all responsibilities that were not playing Mass Effect. Yeah. My, I had a conversation with my mom last night. I kind of avoided talking to her, and she just goes, oh, and before, when I answered the phone, the first thing she said was, oh, you finished playing Mass Effect, yeah. because my little sister's boyfriend is my friend's on Xbox Live, and apparently I ha- he had so- noticed that I was playing Mass Effect 3 so much that he commented on my family. So I got pretty much mercilessly ridiculed for 10 minutes. What, you can't call to talk to your mother? You're too busy playing your video game? Really? And, and you, I was surprised. Well, you have a day job, so that's why it took you longer to beat it than me. I beat I it in still... a week. You beat it, like, in a week and, like, two days. And I should say my mother only ridiculed me a little bit in, yeah. a, in, a, in a just amount of way. But, no, I, I work a full-time job, and I still spent 55 hours in Mass Effect 55, 3. yeah. Only took, well, that's that's Mass Effect 3. Talk, <laughs> so, uh, what else happened this week? Um, uh, Journey came out. Man, Journey. Should we do... We should, should we talk about... Spoilers, because it's hard to talk about Journey because it's such a slight game without talking about the ending. Well, I let's not talk about the ending at all. I mean, it's just I Journey. If you have a PlayStation Three, turn it on it's for the first time since Uncharted dollars. Three. Which fifteen dollars is? Well, it's also a ninety minute game. Yeah, I, I you know what? Worth... Instead of judging games by how long they are, we need to start judging them by file size. That's that's why <laughs> Skyrim was such a fantastic deal because that's like only fills up half the half the Blu-ray or half that's the right. DVD. This is only half a gig big. That's right. So it's it's only a ninety minute game, but think it's it's only half. A, you know what it can do? It's only half a gig. I mean this in the least douchiest way. It is the closest I have. I have come to experiencing a poem in video game form. Yeah, no, it's 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 really good. It's, it's beautiful. What did you think of Flower? Flower, Flower okay. is one of my all-time favorite games. I never finished it. I found it very put-downable. Yeah. Well, you are just playing as the wind. Uh, Journey has the added benefit of you're actually playing as a character. So when you can point to yeah. the screen, I'm playing this character, I'm actually doing something. Whereas yeah. Flower was more abstract and was even a little more artsy-fartsy game. Well, what Journey I liked, is super artsy-fartsy, What I liked too, about Journey it's, is it's, it, really is, you, 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 it's a, it really is a journey. It's like also you, more of an actual story. Like and there's like a story, yeah. And there's like a layered sub story that you Flower can tells a story too, but it's a little more abstract and it's about the story of what happened in this environment. Yeah. Whereas Journey is about actually what happens to your character and about yeah. Journey is so great because it is so simple. As I was playing it, my first thought was, oh man, this is totally a game that I would share with someone like who does not play video games, like yeah. my little sister. And then I immediately visualized my little sister holding the controller, going, "What is this? This is weird. What's happening? I don't like I don't it." Know. So maybe not my little sister, but... Yeah, that's fucking gorgeous. Yeah, I was telling Annie the first time I played it, I got really bummed because I played, like, the first, like, maybe half hour with someone online. And then there was this great part in the... uh, in the game where you it's just like this slide stage. It's almost like Mm -hmm. the Mario 64, like, sliding down the turbo shaft thing. Except you're on sand. And that the whole point is, yeah, you're not really jumping around collecting stuff. You're just, like, 
uh, yeah, just sliding on sand downhill, and it's all backlit and sunset. See, I would say don't even beautiful. tell anybody this because it's all about experiencing. No, these but moments. like, what happens if if you and your partner don't go into that scene right next to each other? You can get split up, and then you'll have to find a new partner, which sucks because the whole point of the game yeah. is. It's amazing the sense of loss that they can make you feel. Yeah, I got when I lost my buddy. This happened. This is funny because this actually happened to one of the guys on the giant bomb cast. We were talking about the exact same thing. Where once he lost his uh, buddy right after that slide part, he just kind of he didn't give up on the game, but he put it down. Yeah. And he picked it up later, but that killed his buzz. Because most people are recommending that people play through all of Journey in one big sitting. Yeah, because you can't because it's ninety minutes long. I regret playing it in two chunks. Yeah, I wish and, I just and it. yeah, in retrospect, I do too. But yeah, I'll have to go back and play. Well, when you go back and play, your robe gets more ornately decorated, so you can tell who's yeah. been playing more often than not. And there's some other stuff that happens too. But it's yeah, it's it's a really cool game. And it was really wonderful to play after having played Mass Effect Three. Yeah, something that's a little bit slighter and more understated and less... Well, I was so emotionally ravaged by Mass Effect 3 that I yeah. just really needed a palate cleanser. It's really so. quiet. It's got yeah. beautiful music. Yeah. It is just... yeah. And something you could see as a direct <laughs> epilogue to Mass Effect 3. <laughs> but I'll talk about that that's later. not going to make you want to punch yourself in the face. I'll yeah. talk about that later. But anyway, yeah. No, so pretty much anything that was not Mass Effect or Journey, I did not occupy my time with the last um, uh, Did you watch any of the Game of Thrones on Blu-ray? I purchased it because Amazon had it for such a screaming deal. How much did you buy it for? 30, I, 35 bucks? Oh, that's what Best Buy had it for. Yeah. Oh. Well, I have then. a special Best Buy collector's well, edition. Well, go with fuck yourself, Bill that, The Winter is Coming box. <laughs> me, me, me. No, it's infuriating. It is the one of the most infuriating menu designs I've ever seen in a Blu-ray or DVD. Oh, seriously? Where, you know, it's a five-disc Blu-ray set. I think four discs have all the episodes. The last disc is the bonus features. But when you go to the menu, it gives you the option to play everything. But... It doesn't show you what just what's what is on that disc. Seriously? Yeah, you, like you pop open the menu and you'll say, "Would you like to watch this special feature?" And I say yes, and it says, "Insert disc 4." Like what? Are you why kidding? Is this, why? And the rest of the menu to think of it. They're designed beautifully, like yeah. the actual like aesthetics of it. But just like functionally, it's impossible to tell if there's any extra special features on that one disc that you're looking Am at. Am I the only person who really doesn't like the way most Blu-ray menus are designed? Well, because there's no there's no standard for how they're designed. Every yeah. Blu-ray has like some kind of different aesthetic or idea as to how the menu should be used. And so, it's, some, there are some Blu-rays uh, that I've owned and I've watched multiple times that only later did I realize there was other content on it beyond Just the because movie. you have to press up, left, yeah. like to get to some special sub-menu. Yeah. And it's like, like I can't that. I can't press the select uh, screen that brings up the controls. I have to press a different That button. is when you don't have like unskippable ads or just some kind of weird... Yeah, Blu-ray interface is still fucked up, but... I'm ready for some standard people. Yeah, come on, guys. But yeah, no, Game of Thrones is great. Well, that's especially watching the the, the Blu-rays. I've been watching it with the commentary after finishing the audiobook for the first yeah. book, too. Man, I got Game of Thrones on my ass. <laughs> uh, that's been very cool. Now, the best part of the Game of Thrones Blu-ray DVD set or whatever, there's a little episode guide which has... Uh, uh, little uh, pictures of the like the the family oh, trees wow. with the actors' faces on it. I'm and so at actually, it. this is actually really helpful. I can actually <laughs> tell which character, yeah, which actor is playing which character. Which after reading the books is really helpful because you know in the t watching the Game of Thrones TV show, you only can really tell who's what by what names they're mentioned. But yeah, I don't know. This is nice with the family tree. This well, is nice. If you open up the whole thing, it also has a big uh, map of Westeros too, which is nice. Aww. That yeah, is I the best never... part of the I can never keep Westeros straight in my head. Um, I really can't. Yeah, so. Um, I always forget that it's two Englands tacked on top of each other. I always it? think of it, I mean, not really, but. Oh, you mean the size of it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I never think of it as this long vertical strip. I'm trying to convince Annie of, uh, for us to do a Game of Thrones uh, special right before Game of Thrones 
uh, season two starts up in two weeks. We'll see. I am happens. at the point with Game of Thrones where I spent too much emotional energy on it with too little payoff. Well, you've read all the books. I've only read the first book and watched the first series, but you've spoiled me about everything that happens, sometimes incorrectly. <laughs> well, it's because it's fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that happens and then unhappens. I, would, I, I could easily spend an hour and a half talking about Game of Thrones right now. Let's put it this way. In the future of Game of Thrones and what happens in book two. I'm, I've started reading the second book, Clash of Kings, which is what the second season of the show is based off or, of, obviously. Um, as I call it, um, Game of Thrones, Clash of Kings has got cock. Yeah. Oh. Stannis sounds like an asshole. Stannis is an interesting douchebag. I like bag. Stannis, but anyway. Stannis Game of Thrones. Stannis anyway. Baratheon's a douche. I picture him in my mind as looking like Doctor Who. What's his name? Christopher Eccleston. Because that he was rumored to be playing Seriously? Stannis. Seriously? Uh-uh. And now in my mind, when I'm reading the book, this is why I prefer watching the TV show. Because well, the scope of the books are so big yeah. that it kind of sucks seeing some of the scope of that stuff reduced yeah. in the TV show that I actually kind of prefer... Uh, usually when reading... A, like, if I have the option of reading a book versus the movie yeah. version or whatever, I like to read the book because I like to, you know, yeah. populate that world with my own people, how they look like in my own imagination and stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, they have to make enough um, cuts to what you're going to see in the TV show. Yeah. That you're almost better off working backwards. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know. Anyway. I cannot get invested in Game of Thrones anymore. I burnt out myself in being invested in Game of Thrones and being disappointed in Game of Thrones. Yeah. I can't, I really, I genuinely can't get excited. To, or, and that's not true. To some degree, it's like, I can't, excuse me, let me put it this way. I can only get so excited about the TV oh, show because I'm like, man, you know what? Stop Ninety-five percent of these people are gonna be like fucking enslaved or set aflame. See, or I don't whatever. know how much. I know things get bad, but I don't know specifically how bad. You know how bad things get. So I imagine guess... how bad things get, and then multiply how they could get, and then multiply it by two. I know. I don't know. Tyrion. I've never seen someone Tyrion's so willing. Gets, does Tyrion's face get fucked up in the first? I, I didn't even mention Tyrion gets fucked up in ways that I don't think they're gonna be able to do on the show. No, they're not gonna be able to do it. Okay, should we mention it? He gets an axe to the face. Yeah, he gets his nose cut off. Yeah, and I don't think they're gonna spend the, the rest gonna, of the everyone series. Everyone has a boner CGI for Peter Dinklage. They're not gonna yeah. do it. Yeah, they will give him like a, a scar, a badass scar. They'll make him look more. Handsome. They'll give him like a silver nose. <laughs> who was it who had the silver nose? Uh, there's a gangster on Star Trek that has the silver nose. No, no, that's no, no, there's an actual... Somebody's got, like... Was that, no, like, gonna bother was me. That, I, I would have sworn that was, like, from Game of Thrones or something like that. No. There's some kind of medieval thing where someone's got, like... No, there's, like, like a, leprosy a, a dude. Or like yeah, that. maybe I'm not leprosy. I'm almost thinking of the king from Kingdom of Heaven, but he's got the whole mask. Yeah, that's gonna bother me. Um, Here, oh, Bill, you should, talk. They should dress Peter Dinklage up as the king from Game of, uh, uh, Kingdom of Heaven. So he's just, like, a little midget version of... And he talks like the Godfather. When a man, you cannot make fun of of um, who no! was that? And um, Kingdom of Heaven is because you got you got Fight Club pretending to be get Godfather. <laughs> I forgot about with your a metal joke. mask. That's not even uh, joking. This point. I can't remember the guy. Is is it Edgar Norton? Didn't he play the Hulk? Yes, that was terrible. I am a defender of that. Film. Anyway, what are we oh, talking no, no, about? No, I haven't seen that Hulk film. Anyway, yeah, we got so sidetracked. Game of Thrones, something. We should have just gone right into Mass Effect. You know what? Really, who are we trying to kid? Uh, you no, know, Adventure Time, uh, issue two came out this week. The comic, which you refuse to read because you have not seen the TV show. Do you want the TV show? I will take it, but here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna have every intention of watching it. I just bought the third season. And I'm just gonna sit it somewhere and then never touch it again. I have a pile of things unconsumed. Man, I got the special edition cover by friend of the podcast, Emily Carroll. It's really pretty. She did a uh, painting of Marceline playing her axe bass. Uh, And the comic, again, continues to be cool. I was raving about the first issue a couple weeks ago. It is really just the TV show in comic book form. So if you have, um, if you like, if anyone out there uh, listens, 
to this, uh, Diggs, the TV show, buy the comic, because it really is, um, oh, the terrible thing is, you could read a comic of Adventure Time in less than half the time it takes you to watch an episode of Adventure Time, and it costs twice as much. And if you just buy it on iTunes. Oh, guess who it is who lost their nose? <sighs> I'm going to mispronounce his name. Um, it's uh, actually Tycho, the actual Tycho Brahe. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, yeah. He lost his name in a sword fight. I knew there was a real person. I and I feel there was. A, I feel characters. like there was. A, no, 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 no. I feel like there was also a a, a and probably a something we were watching Roman who had a replacement yeah. nose. King Sisyphus or something like that. Um, so yeah, he had concerns thing. beyond if if having no nose was all, the extent of his problems. He'd be oh, fine. Lucy Nisley, Lucy Nisley, who's also uh, buddies with us. She also uh, she did a, the backup comic in this issue of Adventure Time. Is good. It's good. If I'm gonna get excited about a cartoon, I'm gonna get excited about um, fucking Legend of Korra. Oh, that's right. No, we're not gonna we're not gonna do Geek Week in review like we usually do, just because we got too much Mass Effect to talk about. But yeah, that's the other thing that happened this week is they announced that April 14th, Saturday, Avatar: The Legend of Korra is fucking coming on. I'm so excited. I thought that was coming on like maybe like later on this year. I already oh, want yes. an action figure of the bear dog. Oh, so dog. bad. I, I didn't realize a lot of, like, a shitload of clips from the TV show and character bios and stuff I've are all online. I've been trying not to look at any of them. Oh, man! I saw there's... Oh, Don't tell me! Stuff that I... I Like, it's out there. It's not even spoiler stuff, technically, because it's part of the marketing thing. But, like, I've already even spoiled myself. I I'm want like, to go oh, into oh, it oh, with oh, fresh oh. eyes. I'm it seems excited. Well, also, the production values of this, this thing, they... Uh, it seems like they got a bigger budget than they did for the original Avatar series. It looks even prettier, and like the lighting effects are even more net. It looks more like a Cowboy Bebop yeah. production than it does does a Nickelodeon show. So here will be our um, bi-weekly reminder that you guys need to watch uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah, uh, uh, Sunday, I'm going to get together with a bunch. Yeah, I'm getting Jen and Kip and Dylan are all going to sit down and start watching the original I'm dead Avatar, serious, guys. If you've not gone on this train, yeah, you've you got a month. It. It's all on Netflix Instant Streaming. I think it's all on Amazon Prime, whatever the hell their video. Amazon The Last Airbender is everywhere. You can watch it easy for cheap and for free. Watch that shit because it is, yeah, seriously, one of the best It does not matter ever. what walk of life you are from, you will enjoy it. When the it show. first starts out, it seems like it might be kind of a dopey little Nickelodeon kid show. But yeah, no, it's right up there with. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Is that still considered a good example of television? <laughs> not aged well. I love Buffy, but like, well, that's also Avatar a will age better than show Buffy. now. Yeah. It is good shit. Uh, it is one of the most sad. It's really fascinating because it is a story that had a beginning, middle, and end that they had planned from day one. Yeah. And it's very rare that you get to see that, yeah. really. They executed so. it on And they didn't fuck up at the end? That's they did. They, the they, they hit the, the landing. Sokka they turned out it. to be a woman. That's kind of weird. He's Fuda. Inuit Fuda. Uh, Fuda is the best because that's you love. I think you enjoy saying that word. Fuda because it sounds like a futon, but it's got a penis and a vagina. <sighs> it's just the best, man. I don't. Know, I wonder how. Like, oh man, I just wanna. I just wanna. How do the balls hang? Are there balls on a Fuda? I'm going to take this moment to remind you that sometimes my mom listens to this podcast. Hi, Annie's mom. <laughs> I'm going to see if that's going to derail you. Don't look up Fuda. F-U-T-A. It's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry if you see it. It's Annie's fault. Are we going to move on to Mass Effect now, maybe? Okay, is that the opening? We're just... Okay. <laughs> well, well, I don't think I can continue from there. <laughs> oh, you know what? I'm going to 
that now because I, 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 this, this came out uh, across last week and I didn't have a chance to mention it because you weren't here. Uh, Peter Molyneux left a yeah. Microsoft and huh. Lionhead. So I'm assuming that's it for Fable, the Fable games. Well, they're going to come out with a weird I'm Xbox keep on... Live game. Oh, yeah. It's supposed to be like and Journey like it's, um, comes out. But it sounds like for all intents and purposes, Fable is dead as we know it. They'll, they could still well, come out with more Fable games that, that, that doesn't involve Peter Molyneux. You know, it's interesting. Man, what a weird way for that series to go out. Yeah. What a wet fart of just kind of like, here's Fable 3, everyone hates it. You Peter. have to wonder, like, when you think oh. about, like, think of, so think about Peter Molyneux and the kind of dude he is and the kind of enthusiasm he has. Do you think he was really that excited about Fable 3? No! Or think about that. That's the whole, like, what that's was the innovations? Just... Oh, like, he was working, he put so much of his heart and soul into Milo. Yeah. Like, clearly, I that's wonder... the sort of shit he'd get excited about. And instead, they're like, no, 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 no dude, don't do that. Do See, Fable Journey. I always say he kind of, like, rushed Fable 3 through development, and maybe that's why he didn't seem so up on it, but maybe it was because he just wanted to do something else, maybe... Well, there was obviously more Fable to be had, because Fable 2 kind of ends on a cliffhanger. There's a lot of unresolved shit in Fable 2. You know what? So it's not like, it's not like it was over, but... Fable 2 is upsetting just because it gives you the, um, the, uh, illusion of a larger arc... Which I guess there really wasn't. Which maybe of. there wasn't. Maybe there was some writer dude who was like, hey, you can do something here. And then maybe he left or something. Or, yeah. you but, know. Yeah, that's just, man, Fable. That could have been a great thing. <sighs> Serious, I could have kept on going. But you got, you got one and a, still one of my favorite you got one and a half in the world. You got one and a half good games out of the Fable, Fable series. Was the first one... It was it was fine for what it was. It was, was. It was really enjoyable for what it was, and at Fable the time, three some shit though. I enjoyed it. Ugh. Fable anyway, 3. back to uh, we talked about this. Before. Back to terrible uh, final installments in Microsoft <laughs> video game trilogies. Oh whatever. We're gonna talk about some Mass Effect three. Man, this game was shitty. You know what? I am livid. I am furious. I cannot believe what they did. That they dared taunt us with possible. No, no, no. Let me finish. That they dared taunt us with possibility. Leave all these implications. And it's you know, and and then at the end, like they better correct it with DLC because I am furious that there was never a poker game. Where it's like strong bad. Oh my god! What was it? Night at the inventory? No, I'm dead serious. Don't just take that and reskin that with. No, I know. Oh, I was. I'm dead serious. That poker table is Chekhov's gun sitting there the entire talking, game. Is this in the Mass Effect part of the podcast? That now? was my transition. That was um, my really funny transition. I was more disappointed that Kusumi's paintings were all taken down. That she didn't leave anything behind. Because I of went in there. She didn't. I was like, she didn't leave at least one little painting for me. Kusumi, my 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 lady hot Asian friend. <laughs> no, sure. Of course she didn't. That poker table. I think that is my biggest disappointment in Fable or in, in the Mass Effect Three. That poker table. Is this is where you see Vega it's playing poker. Been used. Garrus talks about playing poker. He t- tells some. Oh, he tells Vega. He's like, you should. You know, we should play poker. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm that should have been, been, been how the game ended. Spoilers for Fable Three. <laughs> oh, wait, what game are we talking about? Uh, that should have been how us uh, uh, Mass Effect Three should. I don't know. Should have ended with like a poker game against the Illusion. I man. tried desperately to retweet this during my lunch break today, but it wouldn't work. Have you seen Ocean's Eleven? Mm-mm. So the I end... know, you know what I think I have? Oh, is that when Julia Roberts show up? And she's like, I'm Julia Roberts! And everyone's like, I love Julia Roberts! Is so, that the one? anyway, someone is was that re- the, is that Or is that Ocean's Ten? I forget. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to continue talking. Are you talking about the original one of Frank Sinatra? Because I'm a snob. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
Okay, continue talking. Nah. Someone tweeted, um, you know what, no matter what you played, how you played the game, this is how Mass Effect 3 should have ended, and yeah. then they showed the ending of, Ma- of, of of Ocean's, I think it's the ending of Ocean's 11, where it's genuinely, they've just committed this great heist, and it's genuinely all this cast of misanthropes just leaning against the railing, looking out into the beautiful um, uh, fountain yeah. that's in front of the, fuck, I've been there, I think I remember. Anyway, there's this beautiful fountain in, 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 in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. And uh, where they it do sounds like, like a good ending. And it's all, just all the characters standing there just kind of basking in the moment and just kind of glancing at each other casually while this beautiful music plays. And then one by one, they drift away. No, but I mean, no, it's like, and someone, I was like, fuck, that is, because really? That's a weird YouTube tribute video of an ending. <laughs> no, but it totally works for the characters. And really, you know, like that, the only, the only, so here, we'll just, let's start from the start. Let's, Are we going to talk about the ending at the beginning? <laughs> the only reason we're going to talk about the endings, well, if you're listening to this and you know about Ma- uh, Mass Effect 3, then you know everyone's flipping the fuck out about yeah. the ending of Mass Effect. Oh, so I, I went on um, internet breakdown or uh, lockdown as soon as I got the game. And really prior to, because I didn't, I wanted to go in the game as completely as unspoiled as I could. Yeah. I was really disappointed pointed that I accidentally glanced in the back of the art book and saw a spoiler. Yeah, you I told really me about it, because you're like, oh, Edie's got a, a plastic body now. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I bought the art I was book, livid. but I didn't open it, just waiting to, just so I could crack it open the moment I'm really I glad I got spoiled it. And then you're like, she's got big old metal titties now. <laughs> oh, which, did you notice? Wait, who mentions somebody cracks wise? Oh, Legion teases her about her yeah. efficient new body and, yeah. and how it's uh, top heavy. Yes, like, oh, <laughs> it makes a lot of jokes. Also, um, uh, ja- if you take Edie with you to Jack's mission, yeah, when Jack sees Edie, she'll say, "Oh, great! Now you don't look like a sex toy, instead you look like a you sex, look sex bot. robot." Yeah, that was great. That no. design was fucked up, well, though. Okay. That is such a st- that's that's one of the few designs in the Mass Effect universe, which is kind of rubbing me the wrong. I, I appreciate what we're going for, where they're going for the sexy Metropolis thing. But it's still a little bit. Her tits a little bit too. It's a little you too know what? Also, brr, 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 here's the thing. Brr, brr. At the end of the day, she looked like Trisha Helfer. She did. I'm just saying. I liked her '80s holographic sunglasses. She looked like Back to the Future too. <laughs> Whatever gives uh, Trisha Hell for more voice work in those games is good. I'm glad that you have Edie to take with you on missions. I'm yeah. glad they think that they made her a squad mate. That's great. That was idea. great. And I, I liked her body could have been a little bit more. I don't. I think. I mean, I here's they the thing. Done, they should have done. Oh no! There's a sexy female, overly sexualized female character in a Mass Effect game. I like Jack put on a top finally. <laughs> yeah, she put, she, Jack. Shirt. she put on a shirt. She put on some duct tape or whatever, some gauze or whatever. She no, had a, I. That's I, her, that's, I like that that's Jack's idea for getting respectable for all these students she's got to teach with. Yeah. Man. Okay, so we can, let's let's start, well, we can start, we can, if, now that we've kind of touched on the ending a little bit, let's start and try to regain our focus here. Shall we start from the start? Uh, yeah. Uh, what, okay, so what was your character like? We, so. We, this is a disadvantage of us, just us two talking about this. We had very similar characters with very... We're yeah. both playing as a femshep, van, uh, yeah, vanguard femshep. Oh, are you also vanguard? Yeah. Who were both you know, super paragon, right? With a little no, bit no, of... no, 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 no. I was almost all renegade. Oh, really? I I was actually in the first two games almost a hundred percent. See, I renegade. was I, I was like ninety eight percent paragon. No, with see, just a I little was... bit of renegade. In well, it was very difficult for me because in this game it is hard to be renegade. Because at the end of the day, like, you're talking to people, and they have lost their families, they have lost their world. You're talking, I mean, there were moments when I, I, where I normally go balls out renegade with my, with Harriet Shepard, I could not in this game. Because it's just, it felt cruel at times. It was nice that they kind of 
the nice thing about the Mass Effect games is it's not douchebag or kind. It genuinely is ruthless or compassionate. You're still fighting for the side of good. It just well, no, depends no, no. on how you do it. I mean, like, the dialogue options, if someone is weeping about the loss of their wife, yeah. if you choose the renegade option, you're not necessarily going to be a prick. You're going to, instead of being compassionate, oh, really? okay. you're going to say, like, come on, guy, pull it together. I always, I always imagine you'd be like... <laughs> no, see, and that, that was really grab nice. your balls. But and... even knowing that the answers were, or that the responses were not always that cruel, it was still really hard. Like, there... Because that I, game's kind of depressing enough without being a dick in that environment. Even if it's a well-meaning dick yeah. who's, like, trying to be helpful. In the yeah. last two games, I was easily 99% Renegade, maybe 1% Paragon. In this game, I was 75-25. I was still not Paragon enough to trick the Elusive Man into shooting himself. I wasn't Renegade end. enough either. That really disappointed me. I think me. you have to be like 99. Like oh, 100%. yeah. You, gotta be you have to be. I mean, well, it's the last real conversation exactly. choice you have in the game. Well, it, it felt to me like during the course of the game, the the um, A, you didn't have a lot of Renegade or Paragon options. And B, it seems no, to me didn't. I was surprised. the barrier of entry was a lot lower. Cause I, like I said, I was maybe I maybe I was twenty five percent Paragon, and I was able to choose. I had the option of choosing the Paragon option almost every single time. I, I could choose the Renegade option most of the time. And like I said, yeah. I was I was like eighty percent Paragon. I one of my dis one of my few. I enjoyed the hell out of Mass Effect Three. One of my few disappointments was the lack of depth in the dialogue trees, and in some cases where they removed dialogue trees altogether. But How at so? the same time, well, like, for example, the best example I can think of is for the bulk of the time when you're wandering around talking to your crew in the Normandy, mm-hmm. in the last two games, those would have been dialogue trees. Whereas in this oh, time... Oh, you mean, it was this time they were more like Zaid in the last game? Yeah, it was like Zaid Kasumi, you go up and... It's it was a passive. little more where you have reactions, but you don't get it's to choose them. It's been since I played the second one that I can't remember See, how I, much more in-depth in, that was. In preparation for this game, I... Um, uh, we there is some sort of weird thing where you couldn't import your character from Aspect Two in yeah, some weird that's, instances. Well, obviously they knew about it. That's not just a. They it's, warned it's you. Bioware kind of made it sound like it was something that like, they just caught at the last minute and just yeah. didn't know what to do. Obviously they knew about it before they shipped the game because there's code baked in the game that says there's this glitch. You won't yeah. be able to import your face. It's weird that they didn't let anyone else talk well, about no, it. Well, no, I couldn't import my character. Period. Oh, really? So wait, in Mass Effect Three? Yeah. Oh, okay. so, I think is it I. Yeah, I don't know what really happened, but some either I lost my save, I thought I could see, and it, it was weird. Something happened. So what I actually wound up doing was going back into Mass Effect 1, replaying the last fifth of Mass Effect 1, then replaying Mass Effect 2, then replaying Mass Effect 3. I actually did not, I got the game when I got home from work on Tuesday night, I did not get to start playing Mass Effect 3 until Wednesday night, Jesus because Christ. I was still beating Mass Effect 2. Like, I literally just finished replaying it. So when you... There are a lot of options in Mass Effect 3 that in Mass Effect 1 or 2 would have been dialogue trees where you yeah. get to choose where instead... Because well, in most dialogue in Mass Effect 3, there is one dialogue option that you choose and the rest of the conversation goes on, if that. I've heard that if you are Renegade, there's a lot of stuff that you get to see that, you're, that you don't get to see unless you're Paragon. Well, I wonder, I wonder if they didn't kind of draw on what they did in Dragon Age 2 because one of the nice things... I need to things, play these fucking games, yeah. One of the nice things they did in Dragon Age 2 is they kind of determine the kind of choices that you make. So during straight out balls to wall cutscenes or things, or things where there's a moment for you to say something, they will auto choose what you tend to say. Okay. So you'll, and it's kind of great because you'll, like I played my, one of my playthroughs I was a sassy, sassy guy. Mm-hmm. It's like he just cracked a joke. And it's not, it's nothing that I should have been able to stop and choose because that would have broken the flow. Yeah. But then I played a total asshole woman and she in the same scene, she would say something really <laughs> biting and terrible. And, and so I wonder if they didn't do that in this game, there could have been some of that, just to streamline things a little bit. And at bit. the end of the day, I can't 
bring myself to be too upset about the lack of those dialogue options just for the sheer scale of work that had to go into writing this goddamn game. That's why I don't have so much a problem with the ending because the main body of the game works well enough that, yeah. like, the ending, if they fart, they, they fucked up the last, like, 5% of the game, the other 95% is pretty... At least in terms... I could still do without the Pac-Man Reaper chases in the nebula. I thought those were cute. That, that's not that bad. That was more interesting what than randomly going silly. to random-ass planets and no, scanning No, they improved that. that, that like, yeah, no. The, that was so... How you, and then you were actually scanning for a reason, rather than yeah. just like, I need to find some iridium. Ugh. Like, I can't bring myself... But, I think a lot of the reasons why people, It made the Reapers less scary... I will give you that. Well, here's the thing. During the whole game, the Reapers... Like, in the first two games, the Reapers are this unimaginable, impossible threat. Over the course of this game, you kill, like, four of them. Yeah. And granted, I thought it was all badass. That's crazy kill that many, yeah. No, I mean, I I think they they should get a lot of credit for making every single one of those feel intense and badass. They're huge fucking fights, though. It's not just... I cannot believe the one you get to kill on the Krogan homeworld. That was amazing. Did you get the the, the, dialogue from Edie where she jokes about, like, uh... Oh no, Joker talks about how we need just to build a, a giant gun yeah, that shoots pressure balls. And Edie thinks about it, seriously. <laughs> She's Kalea. That was such yeah. an amazing payoff, too. No, I really liked on the, 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 the planet, uh, on the Krogan planet, where you get to find the fucked up city, the ancient city, you know, it's yeah. got the uh, Krogan hieroglyphics and stuff. Yeah. That was great. They actually just have some fleshed out culture for like these. Yeah. For like some of the. That's why I love the fact that you visit the homeworlds for all the different races. Yeah. Some of the uh, homeworlds are uh, more just brief than others. Like the sure. Slarian homeworld, you're really just seeing an environment that you see on a thousand other Mass yeah. Effect worlds where it's just a yeah. little scientific thing. Yeah. But. You know, you get to see, actually, you get to see more of what the Thessia looks like. You get yeah. to see what y'all were... Yeah, it's just a fleshed out more. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought that the, the Thresher Maw on um, uh, Sunny Tuchanka, um, uh, that was a great payoff Ooh. for how much of a bitch the Thresher Maw was in the first game, yeah! and then paying, playing it the second game, and then, like, being able to harness it. They, they showed that whole sequence at some shows or whatever and I'd seen it and I was like man that's super not interesting they have that PAX? I was really disappointed I don't know if it was at what PAX. the fight with the Thresher Mall? that whole sequence the... that whole sequence where you're on pretty much from up to like from when you're running across that landscape and fighting those fights oh, to wow, the Thresher okay. Mall. they showed that in some shows or something like that because huh. I'd seen it and I was totally unimpressed by it playing it in the moment regardless of having it's seen it up. with my shepherd yeah. that was amazing I think they did ha- okay I will say I, just having played all the second the first and second game the first game is really repetitive and not super cinematic the second game they improved it a lot and they were really very conscious of varying the environments but the third game no the shit that happens in the guts of the game there's crazy fucking shit happening all the time in that game and they made a lot of smart choices like with just camera angles like the literal cinematography from moment to moment like little things like when you're you have a dialogue tree and then you go into combat like the camera would go would would spin from like wherever it was in that moment like to behind you to where it normally rests in combat like it just felt so much more enthrall like engaging like they made a lot of smart aesthetic decisions mm-hmm. and that game was fucking beautiful mass effect 3 was gorgeous i could I, not get over how beautiful it was the only thing i miss is like the the film grain filter from the first game which they yeah. didn't have that in the second I, but it was well, they did actually they did it's did, not as noticeable in the second but i oh, noticed okay. they did having that's one of the few things no it, like yeah the game looks beautiful the only thing i miss about 
This game, it's a little, like, even aesthetically, the design of everything is a little bit darker and more Halo-y, which I thought was less... Well, it, it makes sense. less uniquely... I understand, because everything's becoming more militarized. Yeah. I like the insides of Normandy a little, a little bit less, because you got blue cable all over the place. See, okay, and, and they're this, still busy unpacking, essentially. If you were a military brat, that would be amazing. No, that's what I'm saying. That makes sense. Because it makes so much sense. Because, like, the, the Normandy under Cerberus, of course, is all shiny and fucking new. It's like Joker's crack about leather seats, you know, because yeah. it's all, like, civilian, and they've got all oh, the good Oh, I know. Shit. I, I completely understand, but I, I still miss that. the, the kind of gleaming, almost kind of Star Trek-y quality yeah. of the first game, which I understand it's that's going to change. Trek. But it's still a little bit like, I, and I don't think I would even mind that so much if yeah. I had already played so much Gears of War and Halo and stuff Sure. on the Xbox. Those are three other big wartime trilogies where you're well, fighting. Well, just beyond the fact that it's wartime, the and game... aesthetically, it's similar. I was like, man... It's, it, I mean, this is about the end of the world. You oh, don't yeah. want it to be shiny and gleaming. Shit is falling apart. And they just put the dimmer switch on the Normandy, so it's a <laughs> yeah. little darker. That's well, they couldn't it. afford the wattage anymore. So and like... then they lock up the men's room if you're playing men's room. <laughs> I know, that what was the hell's up with that? That was great. Man, I was so bummed that, what is it, the life support room, that nothing ever happens there? Well, presumably, presumably it's going to be some DLC shit. Like, that's I where I, when I that. see that. Man, well, that's, that's what, even the start of the game. That's another thing that was weird, was bumming around the SR2. And it's for the first time you don't have anyone from Mass Effect Two running around in it. Yeah, it feels really fucking empty. It's sad. Well, did you going notice... down to engineering? Oh yeah. Did you record? Did you recruit Donnelly and Daniels? Which one's Donnelly and Daniels? Donnelly and Daniels are the man and the woman, the Scottish woman and or the Scottish dude what? and that are in Mass Effect Two. Maybe you no? can recruit them into your ship. It's I don't a, think it, so. on your Specter panel in 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 the uh, on the Citadel. Yeah. See, you only went to the Citadel three times. God damn it! I only went. To, I only went to the Citadel whenever I knew there was going to be a big thing. Because like uh. I spent so much time, I wanted to make sure I like scoured the unit. Once I realized that. Uh, Mass Effect Three was going to have the thing where we're going to be running errands for people in the Citadel. Yeah, I made sure that. I collected and scoured enough stuff from the planets and scanning and stuff like that. I mean, tried all that stuff before to go back to the Citadel. Well, sometimes so, you wouldn't have the option to find stuff until you had heard the. I know that stuff quest. comes in waves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were a couple missions that I missed because there was the option to go back and 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 yeah. finish quests kind of shut off before. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know. It, that that stuff kind of got messed up, but. Uh, but yeah, I only yeah went to the Citadel. But this times. is the kind of shit that I'm talking about. Like, I can't be upset about the lack of dialogue trees. So, like, in my playthrough, A, Daniels and Donnelly didn't die. They didn't get turned into I goo. totally have no idea who you're talking about. That's the, I love these, these games because of that. And like I, I dimly remember them, kind of, but like in this game, they I don't. If they showed up, I was not paying attention. So they're they're your two they're your two like um they're in your engineer core in Mass Effect Two. They're down there in the engineering room. No, right I only have what's his, what's his name Adams. Well, Adams it's is the down. guy who's all apologetic well, for not so being with you in Mass Effect Two. When you go to the Spectre computer on the Citadel, yeah, you you, you can do all these. You different can things. enable things and stuff. One of the things is you can because basically they're deep shit because they are Cerberus. Yeah, and um uh you're basically able to say no 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 they're with me and send them to the so there are all these dialogue options that you missed like there's this great bit where, where Adams and Donnelly and Daniels and Tolly are all talking about imp an improvement they can make and they're having this argument about it like there's this whole scene that you never saw because oh, yeah. you never like that I can't get too mad because there's so many goddamn flags in this game I can't get mad about a lack of anything in the writing because like it's so, like for example like I was thinking about this this I was talking to someone um, about um, Tuchanka. Mm -hmm. So on Tuchanka, you go with Rex and Eve and Morden to go and cure the genophage. Well, think about it. Rex can die in goddamn game one. Yeah. Morden can die in game two. Like, you can play that whole thing without, like, it's going to be totally no, 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 different. Well, none of the even Shepard, because you could be playing as James Vega. I don't think you can. I read about it, and they said, I read somewhere that if you die in Mass Effect 2, you cannot import your game. 
Well, as I'm saying, you start off, you, you play as no, James No, 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 no. You cannot import your game. You start a new game. That's what I'm saying. But, like, you start a new game, you start as James Vega. That's not what I read online. What do you, who do you start as? You don't. You cannot import your game. You cannot continue your game. Your game is over. If you die in Mass Effect 2. But no, I'm just saying, but you don't you play do not Shepard. Play as, no, 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 no. You can only be Shepard. There is no playing as Vega. I looked it up online. Wait, 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 wait. So, wait, so if I'm playing Mass Effect 3 and I killed Shepard in the last game, I can't play Mass Effect 3? Well, you can, but you're, you're Shepard's story in Mass Effect 2, so you, you can start but a new Shepard. Really? Yeah. Oh, I thought you could play as James Vega. See, I thought you would think about all the fucking writing that they would have for I the one percent. The implication was that it was. I'm gonna look you look it up right up. now. I'm gonna continue talking. But yeah, I was talking to someone. I was like, man, that was so great to have all this stuff with Rex. And she's and, and one of my friends was like, no, Rex is dead. It's Reeve. And so fuck it's Reeve. Reeve. Yeah, fuck Reeve. I was so happy when because I have Rex in my playthrough, and and Reeve just kind of dies uh, oddly, like offhandedly. And uh, Rex is all like, well, that's enough for that douchebag. Just peels out. <laughs> I was like, I was an asshole anyway. <laughs> exactly. It was wonderful. <laughs> was I'm so used to Star Trek morality where it's like, even the assholes, we got to save them. I nope. love that Rex is like, fuck Reeve it. is just a douche. Let's go. So well, supposedly douche. if Rex doesn't make it into Mass Effect 3, Reeve is the character yeah, that Yeah, he's the head. Player. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, and like. Lola, like, what the fuck? Lola. Well, I love. No, ben. I love James Vega. Vega when Vega. Maybe he's not. I like how we're playable just, character. He's not. You cannot play. I looked it up. If you die, I don't mind playing too. as Vega though. Well, no, but I'd just rather play as Vega. Like I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather play as Vega's fucking mo- default male ship if I yeah, had to. Yeah, I would too. Oh. Think of how much work Pretty- you would have to put into Mass Effect Three if the, if if Vega is the protagonist. But the one percent of the pa- population who didn't complete Mass Effect Two to the point of because by definition the people who died, Shepard died in Mass Effect Two, don't give a shit and barely play the game. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. have to deliberately half-ass it. Too. Man, hats off to Freddie Prince Jr. Because when they first announced he was going to be part of the game, I was one of those people who was like, Prince He Jr. did a great job. He was great. Yeah, I was he totally and skeptical. Did Cortez, they were a great duo down in the goddamn yeah. shuttle bay. Um, I was totally skeptical of Manwich. I thought he, Ruben was going to be my least favorite character, but Ham Sandwich, these are my names for Vega, by the way. Um, um, roast yeah. Beef turned out to be, like, he was a great little character. He's wall-eyed. He looks like what's his name from Showbiz Pizza mixed with Hellboy. <laughs> I actually I not taken on too many missions because so I like Garrus so much. Yeah. Well, I well I had the special edition, so I got Javik the Prothean. Yeah, and he had so much you interesting took Prothean with you. Hey, hey, he comes up with a great laser weapon that shoots like this continuous laser beam, which fucks people up, especially. I if, believe it. And uh, he has he's always commenting on he's always he's a snarky son of he a says bitch. The post he says the he kept telling me to launch Edie out the airlock. Yeah, I love that oh, shit. Nope. He Edie's my favorite. Nope. And, well, then I had Garrus nope. because Garrus is Garrus and Garrus is... See, as soon as I had Garrus and Tali, it was Fleet and Flotilla all the oh, way. Oh, that me too. That That's what I'm saying. Well, so much of what we're going to talk about in certain like, big parts of this game, we pretty much did the same goddamn thing. Yeah. But no, no, Javik, his... I can't believe that his shit was optional $10 DLC. See, you are so... I, I totally his saw mission all of that is nothing. as skippable. All of that but him skippable. as a character, he's got such a like, unique perspective on everything. Like, when you talk to him about, like, what, like, he, he does not sugarcoat anything. He talks no. about, you know, we're all probably gonna die. This is, like, uh, everyone else may sugarcoat that, like, yeah, maybe, Shepard, you can do it. He's like, no, well, um, I'm gonna go back, visit my, whatever's left of the Prothean homeworld, and then shoot myself, because what have I got left to do, and this cycle's gonna be over soon anyway. I, I was, love that kind of character. 
I I was super disappointed in his narrative just because he's got a great voice. He's, got, he's African. I love the way he talks. I thought it was Mister Echo from Lost for a moment. I could not look up to see who his voice actor was. But. Uh, I, I I thought he was. I thought that was interesting, and the idea of a Prothean was interesting. I think I was more disappointed because so Liara is pretty boring character. Mass Effect One, which yeah. makes she's a child really in Mass Effect One. But she's not even top of that. She's not a very interesting yeah. child. Yeah. So in Mass Effect Two, she becomes much more interesting once you have this whole her own and I, having read. The, the Shadow Broker comic kind of leads up to Shadow Broker can she, totally changes Liara. Makes oh, her yeah. awesome character. It makes character. her a, a totally interesting character. Fuck. The, the, so Javik, for those of y'all who don't know, he he's part of the Collector's Edition. He's the day one DLC everyone was shitting themselves about. Is a Prothean. Yeah. He's a living He's Prothean. the last living Prothean in the galaxy. He, he was a soldier, and he was born a soldier, so he knows nothing helpful about uh, Prothean technology or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, he was born after the Reapers had started attacking the Protheans anyway, so yeah. he doesn't even remember the Protheans when they are at their prime or anything. Yeah. He's so, just... And you yeah, learn from Javik up. that the Protheans, who we thought were kind of kindly, um, wise, like gentle, all-seeing guardians of the universe, turns out were kind of like the Romans, where they're the hyper-imperialistic, yeah. crazy, militant. Um, Subjected everyone else in yeah. the galaxy to their will. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because you're like, there's this whole idea, oh, the Protheans, they just spread from world to world and they had this empire. No, no, no. They forcibly conquered all other alien races and said, you're a Prothean now. Yeah. And like, well, or you for, die. For part of the game, I was wondering if if anyone's going to bring up the idea of trying to bring back the Protheans because you get this one living Prothean. Maybe you can do something to extrapolate. Maybe try to bring back the race. Would mm. you want to do that with a race though? That like, as soon as they get any kind of numerical va- like uh, uh, advantage on anyone, they're just going to take them over. Well, beyond that, like with the, it took so much to to just recreate Shepard. Yeah. And so much to clone one arachni. I'm just saying, yeah, not gonna happen. Too, anyway, um, uh, I, I, it was really, and they kind of touch on this a little, little bit of this, um, well, invariable. This part of the reason why, the reason why it's so great to have Javik on the ship was, yeah, Liara's reaction to what well, the Protheans yeah, were. Because Liara's total crisis of faith, because she's literally dedicated her life to something that is a lie. Yeah. And they never go anywhere with that. No. It's so upsetting. The closest they kind of go with is is the discovery of the Prothean artifact on Thessio. Yeah. And that kind of but just even, never really turns into anything super interesting. I feel that, though, that the revelation that the Asari were ultimately uplifted by the Protheans. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, I'm serious. Any of you guys who did got the game and did not get the have Javik, can you? I'm dead serious. Howdy at boyhowdy.org. If you can email me and tell me what happens when you go to Thessia and you go to the temple, because in both of our playthroughs we had Javik. So as we're wandering, so he's through, commenting on everything. Having well, it, see, yeah. I didn't have him with me. Oh really? But I had everyone going. Are you seeing? We have there are all these carvings of the goddess and of other gods. Oh yeah, who, and everyone's like, and well, like these oh, are, these guys are Protheans. Like yeah. So how the hell does that happen? I mean, I guess it couldn't. I guess it's not necessarily necessary. No, with, with Javik, it kind of makes weird to me that it seemed like everyone would know going into that situation. With with, ha, with them having met Javik yeah. and realizing that... Because he well, talks, spends, spends all of his time talking about how the Protheans were like either like keeping tabs on all these primitive races before from, you know, like human and sorry and stuff like that from his time. And he talks about how he like they raised up some different cultures. That like that sh- it shouldn't come as that much of a shock that the Asari were raised up by the Protheans. But then when you get to that thing in the game, everyone's so surprised. Well, no, I, see, I have no issue with that. I'm dead curious of people who didn't have Javik, and please email me. Tell me what happens when you go in there. Because are they going around saying, "Oh, these guys kind of look like collectors"? I guess they're Protheans all along. Like, yeah, because no one should know. Wait, no, they, doesn't everyone find out? Isn't it known? Uh, by the galaxy at large at the uh, end of Mass Effect 2 that the Collectors were uh, converted Protheans? That doesn't mean we know what the Protheans look like. 
Well, they would have like, well, no, that's The collectors true. are 50,000 well, years removed. Well, also, yeah, indoctrinated. People have been turned into Reaper monsters, too. They don't yeah. necessarily look like what they're... I mean, it's like, so uh, my question is, is like, if people who don't have Javik, what does that conversation go through? Man, people getting uh, converted, fucking Samara's daughter. I never oh, was man, a big that was fan of Samara's up. character. Actually, you know, the only time I actually really got into Samara as a character was, again, with Lair of the uh, Shadow Broker DLC. Uh, they're at the end of the Shadow Broker DLC, you get access to the Shadow Broker files on all the your squad mates, and they have this great uh, conversation transcript between Samara and her two daughters yeah. about how what a like a cold, distant mother uh, Samara's always been, how she has yeah. this troubled relationship with her two daughters. Yeah, and uh, that was that was pretty cool to see. But then there's another piece of text talking about someone uh, just spying on Samara. Uh, says something about how Samara has this like decades old coffee cup that's like a like world's best mom coffee cup yeah that she's kept with her that's obviously been busted a whole bunch of times but she's always super glued uh, it back together and that's the one little bit of insight you ever get into samara's personality yeah. or any kind of sense of humanity but that yeah. spoke so much to me that she yeah. has this like world's greatest mom coffee oh, yeah. mug and the fact that her one mission you see you have with her in the game is about her daughters one of which gets turned almost turned into a banshee before she blows herself up and stuff. I really liked that whole arc. But that was a great mission, and yeah, did you keep Samara from uh, committing suicide? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. That was fucked up. So, at the end of that, did you let Even her... Even with her pop-matic tits? <laughs> that was fucked up. Did her tits, she's got, she's like, she's got the most ridiculous tits of who anyone says in Mass that, Who says that to, to Liara? Someone during the course of the game goes, so, Liara, um, Benezia, she had a righteous rack. And really? She, and Liara goes, yes. Liara's got weird, like, pancake Well, boots. no, let me finish. And then and then they go, and maybe it's Joker. Yeah. And, and, and then they go, and, and so, like, uh, Samara, she had, like, a fucking righteous rack, too. And Liara's going, where are you going with this? Like, <laughs> so there's something about hitting the matriarch stage where yeah. you just kind of grow. <laughs> start making lots of uh, blue milk for Luke Skywalker, yeah. So, um... Oh, my God. You just said that sentence out loud. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. Mixing my sci-fi universe. <laughs> Here, let's let's go back to the start. I have all these notes. So, I was really... I We... I had... Man, so, like I said, I, I didn't get to start playing Mass Effect 2... Or 3 until I finished Mass Effect 2, which I finished... My, my days off are Wednesdays and Thursdays. So, yeah. Wednesday around, like, 9.30 or 10. I'm totally exhausted. Um, I, uh, we're, we finished Mass Effect 2, and, uh, the missus and I were like, well, let's just boot up Mass Effect 3 and import our character and just kind of get yeah, her just, in, yeah. and then go to bed. So, well. we do that, and y'all, I presume, like, I don't know, but, like, there's a bug in Mass Effect 3 where if you try to import your character from Mass Effect 1 through 2... Your face is fucked up. If if the file was originally created on Mass Effect One, well, which means that you're start you're playing from Mass Effect One. Yeah, and imports everything else. Just the face doesn't carry over. Yeah, like oh, and it, that I, was surprisingly devastating. I am so glad that in the days leading up to Mass Effect Three became a thing with some of our friends with uh, uploading pictures of our shepherds. Yeah, on Flickr, just like this is my shepherd. This is what yeah. she looks like. This is what he looked like. That I had a photo on Flickr of my shepherd yeah. that I could go back and reconstruct. Because yeah. I was like, fuck. But, I mean, it took me about heart. half an hour. Like, didn't you guys, like, go to bed that night, just put the game away? And, like, I cried. Yeah. I'm not kidding. I actually cried. Aw. Because I really did. Because I had just spent, like, I just replayed Mass Effect 2 and 1. It's not like there was some distant memory of what she I, looked like. It looks like. like you did a pretty good job of recreating We did her. the best we could. We mine gave her big, close, big but, lips. <laughs> yeah, mine, my shepherd suddenly had a big light bulb head where her jaw wasn't big enough, so she kind of well, looked like... she changed the face shapes, period, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, she kind of I mean, looked like she had uh, alcohol fetal syndrome. Because I looked, I went back and I looked from Mass Effect 1 Mass Effect 2 and Shepard looks different, even 
with a direct import. Oh, did you see someone uh, compared, took uh, photos of their shepherd from all in three profile. games? profile. And her tits get bigger and her, like... Yeah. She had, she had a janky physique in the first game. She's I like liked a little it. library. It's not bad, but... You're I like mean, a slight little motherfucker. Yeah. Then, she's like an old librarian or something. Yeah, maybe in Mass Effect 2 you get, or 3 you get a badonk and a couple upgrades and up, cup size. But, oh, you know. Badonks, what was up with Miranda's ass? Miranda's ass, okay. Got busted. Miranda's ass? Her little butt cheek was all mashed up. <laughs> Looks like she sat on something and it didn't, didn't pop back into place. Anyway, I'm going to keep but talking then, anyway. Did you see at the Smithsonian this week? They opened up the Smithsonian Video Games' art exhibit, and on the cover for the program for the exhibit, it's the elusive man with a SARS ass in the background. Yeah. It's like, of course, the one thing that validates video games as an art form has to have Miranda's little ass mixed <laughs> in somewhere on the cover. You know, in, in Mass Effect 2 and 3, they do this thing where there's where you know it switches perspective and it but the focus is on you, but yeah. they'll have the character in frame. And whenever it's Miranda, you see her butt. And, like, it, I always like to imagine those moments that it's Miranda's butt speaking, you know, whenever she answers. Like, That's her me. biotic power. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was really, you know what made me saddest of all? And this made me sad in Mass Effect 2, too, to be fair. So in Mass Effect 1, you get to, one of the many options that you have is your f- scars. You get yeah. scars to your face. Well, in Mass Effect 2, and so we, our shepherd has this huge slash from her eyebrow down across her face. Tyrion-esque, if you will. Um, and, uh, um, in Mass Effect 2, of course, you're cloned, so you don't have your scars. And it actually really made me upset, like, and it did our friend Kelly online, too. She was like, they took away my scars, don't do that. And, uh, yeah, and it really, that actually did kind of make me emotional. Why should I have a monster tattooed on her face? In Mass Effect 3, since I couldn't import it, like, at the end of Mass Effect 2, I'm glowing with inner evil. I've got, like, these, 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 like... Um, like, um, uh, magma plates, like, visible like on my fishers, face. Yeah. yeah. And it's actually great, because, um, our shepherd, Harriet Shepherd has green eyes. Wow. And part of it is you see the red of her cybernetic shows through in her eyes, so it's, like, green with, like, these spikes of red She's throughout. like, hateful Christmas. It's awesome. Wow. And in Mass Effect 3, I import it, and she's all squeaky and new again. And at least in Mass Effect 2, okay, you're clone, whatever. In Mass Effect 3, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And I go and talk to Chakwa, and Chakwa's like, oh, watch out, Shepherd, your scars are all fucked up Did you still. take Chakwa up on her offer for it to drink the uh, ice, ice, brandy? ice brandy sarah's ice brandy yes i was stupid i did not i should have known oh. that chepper was probably gonna die at the end of the game and i was like well, let's do it after we save her nope and i never got it was so great it actually was very clever because of course during the mass Effect games everyone calls you shepherd because oh, you I can heard manually somebody talking about this yeah you can manually write in whatever name you want and of course they're not gonna be able to have characters say your name so during, you know, uh, you know, Chakwa base as you're getting progressively more drunk, drunk, she says, you know, you never call me Karen because her name is Karen. Yeah. And and her, and, and Shepard goes, well, you never call me my my first name. <laughs> and they just like, it's really cute because Chakwa is like, but you're my commander. You've saved my life a thousand times. Like I yeah. owe you the respect of your station. You know, it was actually made me it touched. It was really that should have one that been that should have been the one moment they brought in like speech recognition hardware software. So that would have made me cry like a bitch. First thing when, like, they did it. Well, you never call me Mrs. A. Shepherd. <laughs> oh God. Chuck <laughs> was oh one of the best parts of the game too is um one of my favorite parts was ah, it's actually uh, uh, kind of at the beginning one of the first times you're actually out in deep space on the Normandy. Yeah. Uh, your engineer yeah. is uh, in Adams. the crew chambers yeah. talking to Chakwas. They're just hanging out and talking. Yeah. And Chakwas starts crying about how... Well, he starts he starts talking about how upset he wasn't around to help everyone out and out yeah. else during the events of Mass Effect 2. Which, I, well, it's because he was Alliance. That's yeah, why, and yeah. He, he was angry it about... It being a server of ship, he yeah, couldn't be he couldn't around do to help. It. 
And Chakwa starts crying. Uh, well, she's really... At first, she's trying to reassure him, being like, it's okay, you weren't there, you weren't part of service, it was all fucked up. And then she starts crying about how horrible yeah, things were. Yeah, she starts were. to freak out about the collectorship. Yeah, because she got captured by the collectors. You end up rescuing her at the end of Mass Effect yeah. 2, but she actually starts crying. Yeah. And it's not, like, overdone or, like... It's a very subtly well done. And I was like, fuck! Bit. And I almost felt embarrassed to be there and listening on this conversation. Two yeah. fucking digital characters. Their lips aren't even moving. It's even done, like, that weird... That thing they where, were. If you looked really close, they were Like, moving, up and but... down, like, rah, 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 rah. Again, you. like, I show up as pizza character. <laughs> but I was like, fuck, man. And I'm just, like, I just left and I just felt like, man. I, you only this, well, that's have. the first time I really felt in the game things, actually. That meant more to well, me than yeah. a thousand kids getting blown up oh, totally. by a Reaper gun. Well, the thing is, again, that, again, you could have missed that entire dialogue. Because when know. you talk to Chakwa, she, you find her in the Citadel. You have an option of saying, hey, come on the Normandy, or no, you're needed here. And yeah. I bet you if you tell her, no, you're needed here, it you adds to your war assets. Yeah. No, I didn't think about that. So yeah. again, all this shit with Chakwa is totally, you could miss if you just made a different Chakwa's. decision. It makes me wonder, like, what, like, what I have missed by making yeah, because when when you get the, when uh, Ashley gets back up on her feet and you have the option to either keep her on your ship, yeah, or if you don't keep her on her ship, she becomes a war asset. My too, policy yeah. was everybody on board the partnership. I kicked Ashley. It's like Donnelly never, like, and Daniels. I've never cared for Ashley. I felt really bad when her face gets mashed in by by Titty Monster. I got so emotionally fucked up by that. That was the first almost I loss you suffered. Oh fuck you! Oh, Ashley's gonna get some character development. That was the moment. That Maybe was she's the... gonna grow a character. That was the moment where I was like, "Fuck, everyone's gonna die." Yeah, I was surprised. I was, uh, I was, I was assuming she was gonna be the first one to die. Yeah, because I was assuming they were like Mass Effect was so willy nilly. Mass Effect Two so willy nilly with the ability to kill off everyone. That I thought for this game, there's like no way you're gonna get through the end of this game with even like a third of yourself or your crew alive. Yeah. I was actually surprised, like. The, the only, like, there's only a handful yeah. of, like, like, pretty much almost inevitable deaths in the Yes. Yeah. yeah. The hardcore scripted deaths. And I couldn't be sad about any of them because they all felt right. Yeah, they were written really well. It was yeah. really well done. Maybe the game didn't get the best ending, but the characters had the best ending. Oh, yeah. Well, see, and that's another reason why I can't be... <coughs> too mad about the ending of Mass Effect 3 because that whole game was an ending. All of the questions... No, yeah, I know, but oh, the, yeah. all of the questions of the Mass Effect... You were happy with that's what's important. ...get resolved. Yeah. Like, the question of the genophage, the question of the guests and the quarians. Yeah. Like, all this shit, you a deal Everything with that it. really started off it's in addressed. Mass Effect 1 gets addressed, yeah. Yeah. And you, you know? are directly responsible for that stuff. Yeah. It's just the end of the war. Just gets I, we, can, we can get to that. Well, when speaking of Chakwa and Adams talking, one of the things I really liked about Mass Effect 3 was in Mass Effect 2, for the most part, people stay still. Jack is always in the bottom of the ship. Yeah, at least those guys moved around. It was a little incentive to walk and actually explore to see who's what and where. It was wonderful. And that people, when you go to the Citadel, they may be at the Citadel. Yeah. Like Edie and Joker hanging out. Did you see this? Uh, the carousel that the Volus opened up on the embassies on the Citadel? Is this a joke that you're making? Yes. <laughs> There's a bunch of Volus you just ride on the back of. It's a, a little wooden horse that's Volus. <laughs> Please, get off my back. I don't know what I am here for. Please, <laughs> get off my back. <laughs> anyway. Um, no, I really love that people move around the ship. Like, one of my favorite things is when you come back from Thessia and you walk, you get off the elevator and Tali is standing there and she, she's like, you know, Shepard, you should really go talk Shepherd. to Tali. What kind of is that? It's supposed to be like Eastern European. I really, Shepherd. this upset me in Mass Effect 2 when you go and you meet all the Koreans and they totally have different accents. That they seem to kind of skewed towards Middle Eastern Persian. No, dude, because there's the... Well, there's, yeah, the, there's some the, American, there's English. And then the, kinda, yeah, yeah, and then there's fucking, what's his name from Serenity, who's the soldier guy, whose character I loved, Kal Rigar. Oh, Don't that's right, wrong. I forgot about him. Yeah. But I'm like, and he's just an American dude. 
I was upset. And I, I, I was trying to explain it to myself. I all these guys trying to sound like Kali. Hello, Shepard. Well, they got Admiral. I love you. My favorite Admiral, Admiral Raw, was that her name? Yeah, I think she, so. She totally talks like Tali. I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, here's my explanation for the canon, because I'm always going to try and explain things in Mass Effect. Different cultures on different ships? Yeah. Yeah. Image makes sense, because they're very isolated sort of environments. Okay, so who died in your game? In my game, I think there are three have-to-happen scripted deaths. I, I think so, too. So, because here's the thing. With um, Mass Effect, I think a big th- reason why people got so pissed off about the ending of Mass Effect Joker is Mass Effect farts and breaks his head and doesn't tell anyone. He you. dies. Mass Effect pilots. is pretty damn scripted. It always hits certain <laughs> points. It's just how you get to you're those all, yeah, points. You're always funneled through certain storytelling choke points. Yeah. yeah. So, Morden dies on <laughs> Tuchanka. That was great. He gets crushed by, uh, by a truck. That was anticlimactic as hell. He's singing a song. And that was smack. great. Was that like, was awesome. That he's sing. He, there's the callback to his. Oh, when he goes up there thing. and his things start exploding, I'm like, oh, I know how this is gonna end. Yeah. I, I realized what was gonna happen right before that it started happening. That was beautiful. That was so satisfying. Like, and that was so important uh, to him as a character. He wanted to well, go out redemption in a BG in a blaze of glory. Yeah, and there's did. a lot of BGs in this game. It had to be him. Yeah, it had. Anyone, someone else would have gotten it wrong. Yeah, it's like. It's like <sighs> Fucking Morden. That was perfect. It was perfect for him. Thane. Thane's stupid little wet eyes. Okay. I was pissed (laughs) off at Thane. Because here's the thing. You go up to Thane. You go up to Thane on the Citadel. I know when it's right. I understand. (laughs) You go up to Thane on the Citadel. Thane is on the hospital. The galaxy is falling apart. It is swarming with refugees. And he's like, life's pretty good. This is a good way to die. He says something like that. He's like, it's not a bad way to die. I just stay here at the hospital and they keep me alive every day. So, yeah, it's not bad. I'm like, fuck you. The world is ending around you. Yeah. And you're all blasé. It's kind of, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I don't know how much of that is just they just didn't have the time and resources to have him around in the multiple locations oh, of the game. I don't know. I genuinely. He just hangs around Huerta. Well, here's the thing. Uh. Honestly, for, for Thane, Thane's arc has totally that his life has been over since his wife died. Yeah. He reconciled himself with his son. It is a good way for him to go out. I'm just like, I just can't help but go fuck you and his blaseness. You just get the fuck up Kai Lang, though. Oh, no, that was great. Man, that that fucking Kai, Kai Lang, Lang guy. Oh, I thought it was He's the such most. such a crappy deviant art character. That was the too. most satisfying kill ever in a Mass Effect game just because I wanted to murder that bitch. What, the renegade punching the sword? Well, not beyond that. I just mean literally just killing him. I want, I've never been so motivated to kill a character. It's just like, fuck, fuck that, that guy. guy. I'm gonna, my wife kept saying, I'm gonna feed him his dick. I'm gonna feed him his dick. I feel dick. like you have a fight in the elusive man's his that little was thing, though. That was cool, though. That was great. I kept, the whole time I'm playing the game, I was like, I kept just finding moments. I'm like, I want to take a picture of Shepard there because I'm sad like that. I'm like, I'll take a picture yeah. of my TV and capture my Shepard. <laughs> and I totally, there's one awesome moment where Shepard has her gun in the elusive man's chamber. And I'm like, I should yeah. take a picture of that. But it felt way too spoilery because it's clearly the elusive man's chamber. Yeah, so for the on. sake of the internet, I couldn't do uh, it. You know what Thane's prayer? Uh, no, that was beautiful. That was fantastic. That, I mean, I, 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 I it's rare because usually like like kind of like potentially hokey stuff like like that I can usually pick yeah. up on like. But that well, was like I totally did not pick up on that when, when he says when Ma- oh, that was beautiful. Yeah, because yeah. it's like when it's like when he says a prayer, he's like I have to do one more thing before I die. He says a prayer. You think it's a prayer for his own soul? He's saying a prayer for you. But then when he dies, I kept on looking out the window after you get kicked out of the room, and you see his he's his dead body with the sun. I kept on waiting to see if his body would disappear just because like because <laughs> it was so Jedi. Out, I don't know, or it would load out a ramp like you know most games dead bodies would die. Like yeah. I I kept on like sitting outside the room waiting to see if his son would like animate or something like that. Yeah. But it was completely static. But it felt like a creepo. It's just like like staring at uh, Thane's dead body it was like mm. I like the little touches of faith and religion you get in the Mass Effect games they really do it, don't do do a lot but the little bits of it are always very interesting well it just even like one of the uh, you can overhear one of the conversations in the hospital when the nurse is talking about if they had the rings of Amara or something like yeah. that and that's kind of like some kind of well there's there's one of those for almost every faith 
Faith. You get yeah. one. You have a mission like that for the Elcor. You have a mission like that for the Volus. Uh, Elcor, you get roller skates. That's how they ride into battle. Still mudrin. <laughs> Really um, big roller skates. Talking about the resolution of character, yeah, um, uh, yeah, Thane. I, I really, I mean, that that was the way Thane's story should have been. Thane was kind of a slight character, literally and figuratively, anyway. Yeah. So yeah, you, I still can't believe that Thane was Felicia Day's favorite character in Mass Effect. In all of Mass he, Effect, he's sexy. Is that what it is? Because oh. he's got those she romanced lips. him. I cannot imagine. Oh, in all of Mass Thane? Effects, yes. In all of Mass Effect, uh. of all the characters you could pick, you pick Thane. He sounds like his cum gargling though, you're all the just, time. I'm sorry, you're a bad person if Thane is your number one favorite. Yeah. He can be in your top five. Yeah, he can be your thing... number two, but number one. One thing I did like about the game, too, is they did a pretty good job of weaving in characters in and out of the game. They oh, didn't yeah. just dump you with, like, oh, here's all your gang back together. Like, no. Tali doesn't show up until really late in the game. Oh, yeah. Thane comes and goes on the whole time before you, while you're still waiting for Tali to show up. Yeah. While any sane human being is waiting for <laughs> to show up. Um, I don't think of Tali's Normandy as being, like... Dr- when she showed up, that was, like, the high five part of the game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think of her as being my number one favorite character, but when she showed up, I got so emotional. Yeah, More so than Garrus, even. I was like... I. I always think of Garrus. I feel like Garrus is one for people to show up, so you really do spend most of the game. Yeah, man. So I'm assuming you had the the thing with him on top of you go up to the top of the Presidium, and my Mass name effects. is my name is Garrus Varkarian, and this is my favorite spot on the Citadel. Oh. Oh, that was a great moment, and well, it's uh, that whole bit shooting bottles in the <sighs> Citadel well, with Garrus. Oh. I romance Liar in the first game. And I romanced Garrus in the second game because everyone loves Garrus so much. I just wanted to see what the hell's supposed to be so interesting about him. Yeah. I forgot that I had romanced him. So when I started Mass Effect Two, he's all like, he's all like, "Hey Shepard, hey, what's up?" He's he's like making all these like double entendres towards me, like, "Oh yeah, you want to kiss these mandibles?" Blah blah blah. <laughs> and then I have this conversation where I was like, "Man." Well, because I had really kicked things up with Liara and the Shadow Broker stuff, I yeah. wanted to, I wanted to, yeah, go after Liara. And you had told me that, yeah, Tali and Garrus hook up if no one's dating either of them. No, 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 no. It's only if you don't. Well, did they hook up in the end of your they game? Did. They did. Oh, okay. Did. And so I broke I up it was with if them. You didn't and he handled it so well. He it was one of those situations where he, he handled the breakup so well it made me feel worse because he was been <laughs> such a champ about it. Well, I could have been. I could have even felt better about it if you'd been a little punk. But it's funny how that like reflects something like that would happen in a real life relationship yeah. where it's like a bitch to break up with somebody. And I was like, oh man, you cares? You're killing me. You're so cool about this. And he's like, he's actually not very happy about it, but he was like, okay, I understand, Shepard. But uh, what the hell is this saying? But so the rest of the relationship from uh, for the rest of the game was just best bro rather yeah. than, than I want to fuck you. And that was that was the best relationship to have with him because he's such a good like best he's friend. The, in those oh games. man, one of my favorite. I oh, loved man. that scene with him in the Citadel. I mean, I loved that, it. it that so made great. My highlight. Did of you the whole let game. him? Did you let him have the bass shot, or did you do what it? What do you think? I kicked his ass. Oh really? I kicked his ass. I, I was like, suck on that, space cat. <laughs> what <did he> do? <laughs> I can't remember now. Yeah. It was great. I I, I missed on purpose. My, that... I refuse to believe that she would be a better shot than Garrus, though. Shepard can't be better than everyone else anyway. So yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I uh, I was like, "Fuck you, old man." <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> it was great. It was great. He said something catty. It was beautiful. I love that. Uh, and at the very, very end of the game, when you're going, when you're about to make the final push on Earth, and you're going around and saying all your goodbyes, I see you weren't renegadey. I was talking to him. I was like, I was like, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see you in heaven. Fuck you, cat man. <laughs> and then we were talking about getting drunk in heaven and causing. A oh, ruckus. I had that same conversation though. Oh, it was beautiful. I loved that. Yeah, it was great. Oh, fucking uh, yeah. Garrus She'll be Bacarian. waiting at the bar for him or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Fucking Garrus Bakarian. Garrus for a weird cat man? He's awesome. He is my, oh, he is the best. He makes some joke during course of the game about how he hates hearing his own voice. He's like, my voice is so terrible. I hate listening to recordings of myself. And I'm like, Garrus, well, you have Garrus, the best. always ugly. 
Slap some face paint on there and no one will even notice. <laughs> That's one of my oh, favorite things oh, in Mass Effect 2. Damn it, my face is barely holding together as it is. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Karis Let's um, uh, listen to the Mass Effect soundboard. <laughs> uh, man, what else? Um, so, uh, what was my next point? Oh, is Garrus' mother dead? Because that's one of the things in the later Shadow Broker you find out is Garrus has been trying to... His mother's been sick. And, uh... They don't talk about Garrus's mother. No, when he talks about trying to find, uh... He talks about his father and his sister. Which is tells a story in itself. Yeah. because yeah, she had some kind of lethal disease and he's been trying to pull strings to kind of get find a cure for that. I spent... I don't know what your origins were in the game, but my... Uh, drunk Irish man. <laughs> I spent the whole game... My wife and I spent the whole ta- game freaking out about Hannah Shepard, our mom. Because our mom is an admiral in, in the in the in the alliance fleet. What is my? I wrote it down. My character is. Um, she has AIDS. Oh, Earthborn war hero. Yeah. But I never heard anything about any kind of like family or anything like that. Oh man, yeah, Hannah. I because th- I was a I was a spacer kid. I can't remember. I'm a military kid. I'm um, and I got shit got fucked up on Torfin and mine. I got like the ruthless origin. Torfin? Oh, that's her. Really. It's like Torfin. I had to like say, sacrifice. It's a bad guy from Bucky Bonsai, but yeah. But yeah, no. Um, uh, a whole game I was just freaking out about Hannah, Hannah Shepard, because she's my mom. And at some point, you find out that um, I have she... no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, Hannah Shepard is your mother. News to me. Hannah Shepard is your mother, who was in the Alliance, and you joined the Alliance because your mom was in the Alliance. In the second game, it's great because you hear. Uh, in the first game, you get a conversation on the phone. She's like, "What? You didn't call your mother when you became a Spectre? It was kind of great." And then a Mass Effect I think 2. Mine was, I was a ho- my backstory for my shepherd, she was a hobo in the Citadel. Yeah, you're, you're yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Like an orphan or something. Yeah. Anyway, in Mass Effect 2, you just hear news broadcasts that's, um, it's just saying Hannah Shepard refuses to take a promotion in the Admiralty, in the, in the Alliance. She's like, fuck you, that's not the way I want to honor my daughter by taking some sort of vain promotion that I didn't oh, deserve. Okay. I'm going to go and I'm going to do my I bit. Replay and shit. then Mass Effect 3, you find out that she survived the first push on Earth and that she's in like the third fleet or something. But they never, you don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm space toast well, anyway. Well, it would be but... nice to find out what happens to her at the end. Shut up. Shut up. We'll get to that. <laughs> anyway, um, my f- other favorite thing, to go back to the Normandy, I really liked that the way people moved around the ship. I thought that was great. That well, it made me so mad there wasn't a goddamn poker game. I kept waiting. Oh, and it would also be the I, first time in the Mass Effect game where you have a conversation with your entire team at once beyond Oh, that would have been nice, yeah. Think of how amazing that would have been. Jack would have everyone cheated. interacting. I mean, think about it. I'm not sort of, I, I've moved on to the fan fiction part of my life. I would write that fan fiction yeah, so just hard. Just the poker game. Doesn't just even, the poker game. No reason for... I would pay... Yeah. I'm telling you right now, I'd pay another $80 for that DLC. Man, fucking Mass Effect 3 is the first mainstream piece of media where I've seen a, uh, a guy casually mention his husband. And it not be a thing. Skays in space. The way they handed homosexuality in this game, they have earned so many blank checks from me. Yeah. Cortez. Cortez. Steve Cortez. Man, and then like, oh, Trainer. <sighs> trainer is so. See, casually I never saw. Gay. I, I had started dating Trainer. That like she never said anything. She was never trying to be like, I am a lesbian. See, that's the thing. She tries, it never happens. She tries to eat me out, but she never talks about being a lesbian. Yeah. I fucking loved it. I, a friend of mine. Oh, we fucked in the shower. My hoodie got all wet. And you know. <laughs> <laughs> Then she wears her bra in the shower and just like, oh, and then you have the same bra as she does. Does Did the Alliance notice? buy bras? In oh, bulk? And, oh! It turns out they have moles because you go both have the exact same. Because your your it's characters the have the same body, body from the neck bubble. down. You're the yeah. same body. Yeah, I, I, Matt. Eric is Matt and yeah. pointed out that like yeah like everybody like all like Commander Shepard Fox Cortez yeah. they're gonna have the same like mole in their belly button. yeah yeah no um uh, a friend of mine has this theory that there are no gays in space because in any science fiction ever 
with very few exceptions, there are no homosexual characters. Yeah. Like, there are no gays in space. There's none in Star Trek or Star Wars. It was so sure. satisfying to have gays in well, space. Well, he was one of the first people I talked to on the Normandy. He's like, I know the engineering bay. And he's just he casual, like, my, blah, 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 my, my husband. husband died. Well, it's great, because right before that, too, he and uh, Vega... Vega's doing uh, chin-ups. Yeah. And Vega's like, oh, yeah, you know, you want some of this, baby. And Cortez's yeah. like, oh, yeah, well, fuck you, too. And I thought, oh, great, some homophobic bullshit down here. No. And, like, he's like, oh, yeah, PS, my husband. I'm like, whoa. No, it's the subtext of their relationship. Vega is, a sec- is aggressively pansexual. Yeah. I, so this is what I loved. So you have Cortez, who's, who's a beau. And he's great. And it's totally, it's so casual. Well, I like how they later develop it where you actually walk in on him listening to the, uh, to the voice Oh, yeah, you, you help his him. Husband dying. See, did you do this? Did you go to the Citadel and help him get over his husband's death? I was like, motherfucker, take some time off. We're going to go play some duck hunt on the. <laughs> <laughs> did you go, though? No, we, did you go I, to the I, I did okay. the whole Cortez thing, yeah. It was great. And, and, and then Trainer having it just be casually, like, you can only, you only really find out that she's a lesbian when you have an option to be gay with her. And if you're a dude, you can hit on her, and at some point she'll just kind of casually go, you're a sweetheart and all, yeah, but that's... I'm not. I, it's handled things so got well. fucked up because, like I said, I I dated Liara in the first game. Yeah. And I broke things up with Garrus at the beginning of the game because I wanted to pick up things up with Liara. Yeah. And about halfway through the game, uh, Trainer. It's funny. I, I never called her Trainer. I just keep on calling her Mary Poppins all the time. But Trainer was all hitting on me, and I was like, eh, Liara's not doing like not pursuing me, so maybe yeah. like she's not going to come on to me later in the game. So yeah. I'll fuck Trainer now and see what happens, which is what I did. That's when I fucked her oh. in the shower. And that totally... F- the next time of I see course. Liara's, Liara's like, oh, well, then I saw, I, I heard what you did in your shower, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait, what? You weren't even out so trying to talk to you. what I did, what I did during that scene, I know, I don't do this, because the way you have to play Mass Effect, I think, to really get it right, is, like, you have to play it in your choice that you make or the choice that you make. Yeah. Because you've got to push through. That I was the th- only I time. I, I, well, this is, I thought I could gank the system by fucking trainer, and, like, maybe at worst, Liara might find out, but I'd still end up, like, patching. I thought it would be a great thing where you get to patch things up with Liara. No, I broke things with Liara, yeah. Liara forever. See, I admit I saved before oh, before Trainer came up yeah. and then I fucked her and then I loaded <laughs> so Terrible. no but it, it actually the the whole scene you have with Trainer is actually super great because you play chess with her yeah. it's, and it's a lot of fun oh, that's right, I it's a that, really yeah. great scene oh man and, well, I, she's such I, a I great didn't character. find out that, that I'd probably fuck things up I had to listen when it got to the end of the game and Liara was still not macking on me and I'd started mm-hmm. to realize that like things with Liara were fucked up uh I tried to reload to an earlier save to where I thought maybe I could keep myself from fucking trainer. But <laughs> then, like, but I did that like right after the the next to last mission where you're fighting Cerberus. Yeah. And I didn't do a hard save. The only save I had from after beating that mission, next to last mission of the game, was just an auto save. And so when I re- reloaded an earlier save and went to the Citadel, it auto saves over its old auto save to yeah. be arriving at the Citadel. Yeah. So I had to go back. Not only did I realize. Not only did going back to reloading this earlier save, turns out I was wrong and it was still fucked up. I had to go replay all of Cerberus again. So, like, the game, I essentially accidentally <laughs> it's punished not even myself. It's a very interesting secret. I know, yeah. It's just, oh, man. No, yeah, so no this, is, this is what sucks with, uh, with, with the choice that Bill and I made. There is a bug in the game where if you romance Liara in the first game, and then in the second game, you... Because you have no the option. Idea. You have the option in Mass Effect 2 if you play the Lair of the Shadowbroker DLC. And I think to some yeah, degree... Yeah, because I pick things up with Liara again. Yeah. She, yeah, you can patch things up and basically well, be like, no, 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 I'm with you forever. Well, the thing is, Mass Effect 3... It, there's some sort of bug where whatever flag that says I, I patch things up with Liara, it does not acknowledge it. 
Yeah. So there's a point in the game where she's talking like, it's been like two years since we've had a relationship. I'm like, motherfucker, we made out six months ago. Yeah. Um, oh. My wife actually was so, because we were really angry. I'm like, why I was am I waiting being loyal? for her to say something. Yeah. She's not even flirting with me. And Trainer just happened to be the first person to open up her vagin- uh, vaginal lips to me, and I, I was stupid <laughs> enough to take her in. up on it. Yeah, I dove in. Oh, man. So, and like, I the best, Lug- the closest I got I, is there. I, Greg Luganis hit my head on the top of her clit, <laughs> jumping into that vagina. I, there's a oh. scene where like, you can sit down and she'll like, you, she'll sit in your lap and you'll kind of nuzzle a little bit, but that's the closest you get to flirtation. And it was so bad because let's be honest here, mass, there aren't many games where I have the option to flirt and I will pursue it if I can. And I was yeah. like, no, 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 I'm going to be loyal, I'm going to be loyal. No, and, and my, my wife looked it up in the Bioware forums and one of the writers was freaking out. She was like, what do you mean that's not working? This is a bug. It just does not acknowledge that you had this romance. So you eventually get to romance Liara, but it's the most, the conversation literally goes. after you start fucking trainer or get the option to start fucking trainer because Liara yeah. never approached me despite yeah. the fact that like, she never, well, even, it was it was as if I had never dated her at all before. Uh, like if I, if, if I had known, I would have thought there was no way to romance or pick things up again with Liara. And that, I mean, I, 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 I technically did the person, like across three games, I did made all the right quote-unquote decisions where everything was most like i i like i no one ever died in any of my games i made all the right decisions at like the end of mass effect 3. i got the, quote, the best ending except i fucked things up with liara man i'm I have going to, admit... to go back and replay mass effect 3 i'll wait until to see if they actually do a a a, a, a patch out the bug so yeah. i can actually bring in my mass effect 2 face yeah and then I'll, i am going to play that fucking 40 hour game again just so I can fix things with Liara and make things the, right. The Liara romance is so, really great. I mean, hopefully I I'll do that on you know on a month where I got no real work to do or anything like that, so I have the free time to do it. But I like despite I having just beat Mass Effect three, romantic. I don't feel like I've actually beaten it the right way. I cried. I cried multiple times. I cried during a romance scene right before shit hits the wall, and I cried at, at the, the very end, end when you say yeah. goodbye to her. Oh man, I cried like I was telling Annie right before the man. podcast. Last scene you have with Liara, where she gives you know you guys she gives you this gift and you guys fly up into the stars and have this vision of like kissing in the stars in my game because i fucked up things up with liara right before obviously you're supposed to kiss the game kind of chugs for a moment where it does that mass effect thing where the game is reading to see what decisions you've made and to see which uh see which uh version of this the the, the, the scene is going to unfold and it got right up to the point where we we're about to kiss and suddenly it pauses and I was like, fuck, this is right where we're... <laughs> if I had done things right, this would be kissing. Well, then, I wonder if then you Liara can... says, like... And she pushes me in a hole that says friend zone. And I just start screaming. <laughs> and then I, I have to go fight the final boss. I wonder if you can romance her, because you romance Garrus. Like, apparently, my, my friend Grant is a... Yeah, is... no, yeah, I had to break things off with Garrus. Well, I, my friend Grant romanced <sighs> um, Caden in the first game. And then... Who in the with him? Who in the second game? I can't remember. Someone uh, else. Caden. And then I like Caden. Like if I, I haven't seen Caden since I'm got furious. blown up. So. I am furious that I would because in my, the first Mass Effect game, as I'm playing it, I'm like the because I played the first very first time I played, it, I played as a dude, a dude Paragon. And the whole time, because you know, there's a point in Mass Effect where the dialogue trees are exactly the same, whether you're really good friends or romance to a certain point, and then yeah. abruptly it takes one or two points. Well, the whole time I'm like, fuck, Caden is flirting with me. Caden is totally flirting with me. And I would have pursued a romance from game one with Caden as a dude. Yeah. And I'm actually... Like, now that I know had I just been non-sexual for the first game and the second <laughs> game, that I could bang the shit out of Caden like a drum in the third game, that makes yeah. me want to replay it with Bruce. Bruce Shepard. Mm. Be a... You know, as it, as it is, Bruce is, is hitting on Ashley pretty hard. Because I'm yeah. curious to see what Ashley's romance is. So, yeah, Ashley, when she gets patched up. So, you you kept her a part of your... Did we already talk about this on the podcast? No, we, we talked talk, about it before. Uh, yeah, no. You, you kept uh, Ashley on. Yeah. 
I kicked her off. Well, I didn't kick her off, but I've never been that big a fan of... Uh, Ashley's always been kind of boring. Well, here's the thing. I liked and her in Mass Effect 1. No, she starts getting more interesting in Mass Effect 3, but I like no, the idea... No, she doesn't. Well, she gets her face mashed in, so she has well, a little bit of Well, that happens to her, but no, her... Oh, they um, drop everything with her. It makes me sad. Oh, so... Well, so... I like the idea of her sending her off on her own ship, becoming the second human specter. Hopefully, yeah. she'll be, she becomes her own uh, shepherd, essentially, where she gets her own kooky crew full of misfits on her own little... Fake ass Normandy. Um, are you, so you didn't kill Ashley during the whole Udina thing, when, no. during the server. Okay, so the I server? wanted to ask you: In Mass Effect One, did you make um, uh, Anderson? The I counselor? thought I made Anderson the counselor. Well, in the second but I game, guess it's Udina because Udina is no, 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 no. the human counselor. Okay, I was curious. Well, no, it makes sense. Anderson is on Earth. Yeah. In the second game, you find if you choose Anderson. Um, uh, Udina is like his helper monkey. Oh, so maybe and he's like helping with the political or stuff. Like that? Yeah. yeah, he was the human was ambassador. Regardless, okay. I was curious about that. Um, Hell yes! I, are you kidding? I so supposedly, if you can't talk your way through that conversation, you have to shoot Ashley because she's it. trying to protect Udina. She doesn't know what's going on. All no. she knows, like the Cerberus is being attacked. That You're was so Cerberus, and you show up and you want to put a bullet in this guy's head, Ugh. which totally, from Ashley's point of view, it's completely correct. But yeah, that... what I loved about that is that mm. all during the game, Ashley's like, I don't know, like during up to that point, it's like Ashley's really struggling with trusting you. She's like, yeah, you justifiably so. You abandoned us. Like we, I don't know who the fuck you are anymore. What if they put something in you? What if they're controlling you? And you're like, like, you have to trust me. You have to trust me. And she's struggling with that. And that's why it was so satisfying to have the scene where finally she trusted me. And that made me like Ashley more because at least made her feel like a vaguely like a character rather than just the. Uh, pair of lips See, with what, a gun what pissed me off about ashley is that in the first game you, you know basically she's a she's a space racist and she doesn't like any of their aliens and over the course of the first game like she has to work with all these other aliens and you feel like she's growing as a person in this game i don't know if you ever go talk to her every time she's like man krogan's they're weird right i never even you know? like, i just stay away from ashley See, just, I, I would go and talk to everybody well, she was never on my ship. dialogue oh well, that's right you sent her away you, first thing that happens she gets sent in the hospital you never got to see vega get ashley so drunk she's just passed out what? <laughs> yeah that happens wow. if she's on your ship it was the most interesting thing Ashley did the whole time I was on my ship. Because, like, she has, like, this interesting thing where, like, she has struggles with faith. And how how can you be Christian after the discovery of intergalactic life? That's pretty explicitly. They don't say, okay. but it's pretty clearly. She just says she believes in God. But the from the her faith and everything, it, it seems, the way I, convert, I, I infer that is that she's Christian. Did you find the Blasto wall panel? Yes. Okay. Blasto 6, what was it called? Partners in Crime. Partners in Crime with the with his Elcor sidekick. With his, yeah, uh, Boobin the badassly uh, Elcor. <laughs> that was, I like the fact that that's like a 20-minute radio drama that you can listen to. Oh, seriously? Badassly. Oh, did you just listen to the one thing? Well, I heard them say, hey, go to this panel, and you could hear it. And I saw the panel, but I never heard any of the audio. You click on on that you keep on you can on. click on it, it go, no yeah no there's a whole essentially movie in radio form that's like 20 minutes long are you kidding me oh yeah no now of course like badass See, i, miss I that. will help you the <laughs> core is like the straight lace guy and blasts guy <laughs> fucking things up and they're all getting gunfights and there's like this and 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 and, and the Elcor sister is like this whorish Elcor who's trying to sleep with blast <laughs> See, I miss that. 
<laughs> and you missed Athea, so we both had to replay this goddamn game. Yeah, this is justification for having to play it again. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. That's so one of the I should say this right now, you guys. I'm the big old weirdo when... So I'm playing this on my Xbox, and like I said, I kept taking pictures of my TV so I could see... I take pictures <laughs> of my shepherds. You're a crazy cat lady, except you <laughs> no, I Mass am. Effect. It's Mass Effect. It's true. I, I, my favorite character in all of Mass Effect um, was Athea, the Krogan Asari bartender. And then I just thought she was a really great character, and her yeah. perspective was so great. And then in Lyra the Shadow Broker, you see her sitting with this portrait of Liara. Yeah. And you can infer that she's Liara's father. Originally, you thought maybe they were dating That or was something. what I... I'm an idiot. Yeah. I, my well, wife I had to suggest that there were anything well, but... Well, no, 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 no. She says, during the course of our conversation, because, of course, I had every conversation I could with Athea, um, she says, yeah, I had she a pure blood, and it didn't work out, and I never got to even meet the kid. I never got to grow up with the kid. The kid doesn't even know who I am. And yeah. then you see her with this picture, and I never connected the dots. My wife had to point it out to me. Um, when we were replaying it right before the game, so yeah, you you mentioned you you figured out a week before Mass Effect Three comes. Yeah, out. well, my yeah. wife did. My wife was like, "Oh, duh," and I felt like an idiot. Oh, really smart lady. Well, so um, Athea, Athea is a bartender in Citadel. Yeah, and you can go and have to the Citadel. Yeah, you can have this whole conversation with her, and it turns out that she's been tracking Liara for the matriarchs because they don't trust her being Benezia's daughter. Oh, okay. And that's that's what she says, but really, it's just this like she the can lady be close is voiced to Liara. By Claudia Black, yeah, she's voiced by Claudia Black. Yeah. I was so excited about this. I recorded the conversation. Yeah, it's, it's up on Annie's YouTube. If you look for sp- uh, I, I will Spinuti. link it on the podcast because yeah. it's I. Anybody who's as excited about Athea as I am will will enjoy it. But um, I felt I don't think I didn't feel like an idiot for recording my TV. Also, I watched it three times <laughs> because once um, I had ridiculous. notifications I you, popped up, and so I'm like, ah, fuck! I don't want to know if people see on this that people are logged on. And then second time I tried to record it, I kept laughing. A and B, my cat kept meowing. <laughs> So, like, the third time, if you get watching this video, guys, you need to understand that my wife and I are sitting in the background, like, just tears of laughter. Did I show up to say Mr. AIDS is online? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I'm like, no, no. So, yeah, it was was pretty. Athea, man. Athea is still my favorite character in Mass Effect. Unless she shows up. I think if she had not shown up, yeah, you would have uh, That would have been my. No, I would have been upset. I would have. What did um, you think of uh, rescuing uh, the X-Men kids from... <laughs> okay, did you think of that joke also? Yeah! My wife made a Hogwarts a, a joke. A school of gifted... Well, Jack is totally Wolverine, too, when you think about it. Oh, if no, you remove... she's fucking everyone else. And she's the badass protecting If you everybody. remove um, Jack, or Wolverine's um, angst at agelessness, yeah. then you have Jack. Jack was great. I, a lot of people had problems with Jack in the last game. I never had a real problem with Jack, but like her being stuck with these kids really humanized her Oh, totally. More. No, and she's so clearly happy. Like She has purpose for the first time in her life. Yeah. And it totally like, yeah, is great. She doesn't die or anything like that. Um, and it was great. Yeah. Her She's... relationship with her kids was great. Uh, it made me so happy. And you also get to control one of those Atlas tank walking mech suits things, too. That was actually Okay, cool. I enjoyed so much they took out all the vehicle bullshit in this game, because who cares? There's a part where you do fly a car in the Citadel, though, during a chase. Well, that, that was, was Mass Effect 2. That was oh, Mass Effect 2. Oh, okay. That was in the layer of the Shadowbreaker DLC. Oh, that's what it was. Oh, that okay. was the only vehicle bit in all of Mass Effect that I even enjoyed a little bit. I liked it in this the game. The car like, chase? Yeah. I kind okay. of thought that was fun. Not the Atlas thing? No. Well, no, no, no. Well, I wouldn't call that really vehicle. Not really. That was, what I liked about... They did a really good job, I think, in this game about with changes of pace. Well, yeah, turret sequences and Turrets, stuff, and they had and... that bot. And, like, my favorite example of this is actually towards the you end of the game. Banshee. When you go into the, the, um, the Geth's consensus... Oh, yeah. And there's this whole sequence that, for all intents and purposes, is a puzzle sequence. It's Mario Sunshine, where you're spraying off the, the evil virus that's infecting the consciousness. And it's really genuinely just a extended story sequence with these really basic puzzles. They did that already in Saints Row 3. You need to play Saints Row 3, because that's where they well, got the Well, I mean, the if idea. you want to get techno... Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
No, yeah. uh, although uh, in the Saints Row 3 version of the VR thing, you're playing as a toilet with a magic gun. What I liked in, 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 in that, too, is it kind of is foreshadowing to the end. Because there's the bit where it's like, why are the cor- where Shepard's like, why are the Corians, why do they look like that when this is before, when they were driven off the uh, earth? And it's like, well, you know, we scan your You're brain, just filling in your... And we, f- we project whatever, you know. <laughs> well, we can talk about the endings later. Have you heard the indoctrination theory about the ending? We'll talk about it that a little bit. Make- it's it it's doesn't not, sound completely wrong. It's not bad. We'll get to that. Um, yeah. Anyway, no, I, I liked the break. The they they're very smart about just breaking up the pace during the game yeah. like that. I, I mean, had no problems with the main. Yeah, the actual well, gameplay. I just think from a design standpoint, and I thought the combat was actually a lot more fun this what time. What gun did you use more often than the game? I uh, used the the Javik comes with like like I said his his little assault rifle laser thing, which mm-hmm. you don't have to rely on ammo; it just automatically recharges. Oh, I didn't know. That. And in the Solarian mission, where you're trying to protect Eve, you get a, a side pistol which shoots a little sticky. Uh, black holes, mm-hmm. man. The combination between those two, I was fucking people up in those. I games. barely fired a shot during the whole game. Really? I fucking you just pulled, around screaming, slammed, <laughs> biotic oh, okay, charge. Yeah. Like, oh man, there's a fight at the very end of the game where there are like five brutes on the screen, and I felt so badass because here I am in the final last stand in this battle for Earth, and I've fought wave after wave, and here are five of these bullshit juggernauts. And what I did was, there's a power if you're a vanguard called biotic charge, where you basically just summon. It's great visually too because you just summon up this energy and, and you just plow yeah. into them. And so what I was doing was I would I would biotic charge one, and as soon as I got out of it, they're staggered for just a moment, and I just melee them, and then I biotic charge the other one. So I was just ping ponging. Oh, Jesus. From one to the other, I felt like such a badass. I have never felt that's so. That's like the last cool. battle. That is literally the last fight in the game. I have never felt so cool in a video game in my wow. life, and it felt so right for my character and for that moment. I mean, I actually got Subud. I put the controller down. And I shot my hands in the air. I'm like, <laughs> Harriet Shepard, motherfuckers, do not come to my homeworld. Aww. I will end you. Man. Oh, it was great. I barely fired I, a shot in the whole game. Meanwhile, I was not playing the game correctly because that took that fight took me about six tries to get through to the end. <laughs> That's the thing where you're trying to rearm the rockets. Yeah. To, yeah, blow up that, yeah, okay. Well, see, the thing is, with Mass Effect, I cannot stress enough what an important game Mass Effect to me, beyond just how important the story is to me and what it means to me and, and, and how much I enjoyed all that, mm. etc. But genuinely, Mass Effect is the reason why I feel comfortable with shooters. Because Ma- in Mass Effect, you have this ability to live-pause combat. Yeah. And what I hate about first-person shooters, and even third-person shooters, I hate the feeling that there's shit all around me and not understanding the scenario. Yeah. Being able to pause and look around me and figure figure out the lay of the land and kind of plan my next move is, I mean, well, that also, made me feel comfortable Mass Effect's pretty good about never having more than really half a dozen enemies going on at the same time, so you're never really totally surrounded. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... it's it depends, it, actually, on well, how you... Because I biotic charge myself into the middle of well, things. Yeah, if you have biotic charge, you... Yeah. <laughs> I'm asking for You it. could fuck yourself so easily with biotic charge, but, man... Anyway, um, but no, yeah, they did a really good job of um, just kind of breaking things up, and and uh, you're not doing one too much of one thing at any given point. Um, so, did you say the Rachni Queen, Rachni Queen, and Mass I Effect did not. Queen? So how did that play out? So when I when you're when you go and we're you've got you go with Grunt and you're going to into the cave to investigate the Rachni, um, I meet the this breeder. And what she is is she's just uh, uh, some some Rachni that they've captured, and she's brainwashed, and she's begging you, set oh, me free. I okay. can help. I can tell my they're my babies. They're just they're. It's kind of like in Mass Effect One, yeah. where they're like they can't help it. They're just you know they're they're not they're not able to sing. I can I will have them sing for you. And I that's actually, a little bit different than what 
Oh, okay. Well, because I'm because I presume in your playthrough, having saved the Arachni Queen, is that the Arachni Queen that, that they actually captured? is the Arachni yeah. Queen? Yeah. Because in mine, like, so, and I'm like, fuck you. She bitch. says, "I'm sorry. We did try to we tried to escape into other space or whatever. We yeah. tried to get we we upheld our end of the bargain, but we got captured by the the Reapers and they're fucking us up. Can you help me? If you help me, I'll help you. I wonder what that means because in the second game, she sends you a messenger that says, "Hey, everything's cool." Yeah. Well, anyway. in my game, yeah, she says she was cool that they had pretty well, much retreated, but. Oh. We'll see what happens is, so I go, because at that point, Grunt gets on the comm, and he's like, if you do not get here right now, we're dead, yeah. and my team is dead. And at that point, I was like, fuck you, bitch, I love Grunt. And a turn, and she just goes, kill them all! And she summons all her babies and come, they so come crashing you, you down So you never recruited the Rachna as a war asset? Nope. Oh, see, I, it's great. So what option did you do? Uh, well, so she, you saved she, her, I guess. she essentially says, if you help me, I'll help you. Yeah. And that's what I did, so there's this whole big battle where you're trying to protect the queen. Do you get Grunt? Yeah, Still? Grunt, did, did Grunt survive your mission? Yes. Yeah, mine, there's this moment where you think he's dead. You think he's dead. And then he shows up again. And again, I wept like a bitch, because I think that was the first, other than Ashley... Or Caden, I presume. That's, that's the no, first. That's the first one was out. death. Yeah. yeah. And I, oh man, I cried like a bitch. I was like, no. I don't. Who's the first person die in the last Harry Potter book? The he first was person? almost that. Yeah. Where you think, oh my god, people are actually dying. Uh, oh my god, so there's sad. so many waves of death. But no, no the Ragnar okay. Queen. Yeah. Uh, so the great thing is, then you end up talking to who's the guy? You're, Lance Henriksen does his voice. The admiral that you're talking to that's not Anderson for most of the game. Oh, Hackett. Hackett. I love. Uh, Hackett. He talks about how he's like running around on the on the. What's what's the big the MacGuffin on the Crucible and how everyone's a little freaked out by having the Rachni running around <laughs> on the ship? You know, because everyone's been fighting the Rachni forever. He's like, yeah, the Rachni are kind of dealing with it pretty well, but everyone else is kind of freaked <laughs> out. But they're working well with our team. Uh, yeah. Oh, I wanted to ask you. So if we, uh, so the summit, the summit with the Salarians, the Terrains, and the Krogans. Yeah. That the Asari refused to show up to. What? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. The Asari are the holdout until Thessia yeah. gets attacked. Yeah. So, um, yes, I wanted to ask you this. So, during my playthrough, I had Rex survived. Yeah. And, you know, I, I was able to help the Turians and everything. So, um, the Primarch was on board. Um, and when you, um, so you, you wander off, you go to your mission, and the Salarians are like, fuck you for trying to help. This is after curing the, yeah, curing the Genophage. Well, when, when you, you say, no, fuck you guys, I'm going to go cure the Genophage. Oh, that's what And then is, on your yeah. way, you talk, the Salarian Delatros calls you and goes, hey, 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 just oh. fake, fake curing the Genophage. No one needs to know. She's like, here's a bottle of my pee, switch that for the Genophage. It'll <laughs> be hilarious when Morton dies thinking he's helping everybody. Okay, so, so did you ever get the Salarians on your side? Yeah. Well, because in okay, what did you? Cause, I, see, I wonder if you what having Malons. I wonder if so you having Malons. So I'm assuming you cured the Genophage. You you told everyone that you got the offer from. And the I Dalatrice? was like, oh yeah, I was like, fuck it, I'm not gonna lie. Did you, you cure the Salarians team? I cured the Genophage, and what happened? Well, see, I'm wondering right if Malon. Sep- well, see, okay, my question is: Does having Eve there is Eve able to get the Salarians back on board? Because I don't have Eve. Eve dies. So Rex is the oh. only voice of reason. Oh, you never get to see how, how Eve is suddenly... Be- she kind of becomes leader of the Krogan. Like, oh, Re- God damn it! Eve, well, she... It's Rex and Eve who become, uh, you know, the leaders of the Krogan. But you get the... Way the, too loud. The implication is that, like, Eve is kind of the smart one. Oh, yeah. Because that one's everyone's they hanging their hat on. The it's like, like, no, with the female Krogan, maybe the Krogans won't be fucking idiots. Maybe they won't be In fact, that, that's, that's the it. only real argument you have against everyone being freaked out about the Krogans uh, being able 
able to uh, reproduce now See, is that oh. fact that you have the female Krogans are going to be around and kind of keep them in check and like their their society will actually have a balance now. See, there's foreshadowing. They keep going, oh man, maybe but evil balance and maybe Eve Crooks. Uh, obviously, I guess it's something about Eve. Dang it. But the thing that actually was the excuse for the Salarians coming back on board was uh, when the uh, Cerberus attacks the Citadel, uh, you have the option to uh, save uh, the Salarian ambassador. Oh, the amb- well, see, and doing I... that was right after that mission is when the uh, Salarians are like, oh, you know, we're on board. We're cool. Well, see, I helped them. But I guess it was probably I the same thing that the... turned the tide. Because, uh, like, the... so that's what I'm saying. All like... my choices in these games, I did. I got every. Well, I showed up at the last battle of the game. I had every. I had, in the professional, yeah. when like, Gary Munn says, go get everybody, <laughs> I brought <laughs> everybody. everybody. Which, the, with the Mass Effect relationship right at the end of the game, means everyone's stuck on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Um, well, we can get to that. But yeah, yeah I, I had every single asset in the game, except for the fucking... Like, I had... Because what happens is the Slarians are like... Yeah, it must have been just easy. They help yeah. you a little bit, and they also, like, the, yeah, the special strike force... Yeah, the, the special STGs. strike force is like, fuck this. Like, this, we need to do this. And yeah. like, so there are splinter groups, but I don't know, maybe Man, I did get out so much great stuff with you because you oh, oh you missed the conversation with Morden and Eve on, on the Normandy. Well, I had Eve on the Normandy. It's just afterwards when Eve goes back to Chanka. So you have to see the conversations when uh, Morden and Eve were like yes. they kind of developed a nice, great little. Oh friendship. yeah, no, it's great, and okay. also it leads to one of my favorite conversations in all of Mass Effect Three when you walk in on Morden in the um in the in the uh, in, in the, sick, the bay? sick bay, and he's talking to Joker about how he can fuck. Um, at Edie. Did you ever hear this conversation? No. So in Mass Effect 2, if you romance Garrus, at some point, you may remember this. It's oh like, yeah, you have to talk about creams and He's like, oh, stuff. by the way, don't ingest his fluids because he has dextro amino acids and yeah. it can kill you and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, oh god, Morton. There's a point in Mass Effect 3 where you walk into the <laughs> oh, sick no. bay and Morton is talking to Joker over the comm <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's like, and, and you just, you walk and halfway through and he's like, oh, totally possible. Pillows, gel packs <laughs> will be useful. Like, it's all about angle. I can send you some instructional, I can send some instructional videos to Edie if it'll help. And Joker goes, no, 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 don't, uh, just no, 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 no. In fact, don't tell anybody about this. And and Morden just kind of looks at you, and goes, I will not tell anyone. <laughs> and Joker, there's just this beat, and Joker just goes, Shepherd standing right behind you, isn't she? Did you see the picture of Edie online? It was like she has a real crotch, like built into her body. Like the character model there actually does have some camel toe. There was a moment when I was looking toe. at, I was like, I was, there was one point where I was running around somewhere. I was like, "Fuck, does she have camel toe?" I think I she, noticed that out of so, corner of my eye. What I've seen, I could not bring myself to look closer because I didn't. Well, did know. you see in the in, in the ending uh, when uh, she and if you get the ending where it's her and Joker crash land on the ship after yeah. everyone becomes part organic or whatever? Yeah, she's got just big old meaty pink vagina. <sighs> Anyway. She has to walk like so this. So now that we brought up Edie's sexy body. Oh, no, so... wait, 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 wait. Uh, Speaking of Joker, I want to mention this before. Uh, I forget. Uh, we're at the hospital in the Citadel. Yeah. There's this one Asari uh, commando person who has PTSD. I loved that whole story. I thought that was awesome. About how she had to kill a girl named Hillary on Tiptree. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who uh, Joker's... <gasps> Shit! Guess who Joker's sister's Shit! name is. Shit! Gunny! She killed who... Gunny! Yeah, she killed I did Gunny. not make that connection! Yeah. Because uh, yeah, oh. if people may not have seen this, on Huerta Memorial Hospital, there's an Asari commander who talks oh. about she See, was trying to rescue children from Mass Tip Tree. This is why I can't be mad at Mass Effect. Shit like this. I did not make that connection. It wasn't until uh, he mentions Tip Tree oh, later that I was like, shit. Oh, fuck. But yeah, uh, this Asari commander, she has PTSD because she had to shoot this little girl who was giving away uh, the hiding position 
of uh, the commando and all everyone else she was trying to rescue off of Tip Tree because you know they were being hide, trying to hide from the Reapers. And this oh, girl was crying. Man. She had to shoot the girl. And this this lady in the hospital, she's fucked up yeah, because this is of this. Yeah, is so broken. And then later, Joker starts talking about how, how his little sister Hillary. Uh, he calls oh. her Gunny. He actually goes out his way to make sure that you know her name is actually Hillary, but he calls her Gunny. Yeah, his teenage girl from Tip Tree. Oh. And that's effective. And I was my like, heart. how can you break my heart? That more? alone, the ending of the game could have been just like they could have just rolled the ending for Super Mario Brothers Two, which is out all Mario's dream. See, just it's for that shit, bullshit that's like that. Yeah. Like it's all this shit that is so rich, and it's Not just the there. See anyone anyway. No, but still, it's like all this little shit. That game breaks my heart again and again. God damn, Mass Effect. You know where her sister is? I don't know her name is Harley. Did you like the reveal that Edie was the Moon Vi from Mass Effect One? I liked that. Oh yeah, I forgot. Oh man, well also that was a nice like, you little get to see the video of your re- uh, regeneration. Your I kept waiting stuff. for that to turn into oh. And... Oh, I thought there was going to be something. We did put a chip in your brain. Yeah, well, see uh, what I was waiting for. I was kind of waiting for a fifth element ending because I was like, oh fuck, you're the catalyst. Somehow, oh, no, I didn't think because um, the elusive man goes out of his way to goes. No, she has to be exactly the same. I'm like somehow the protein beam fucked you up, and you're the Something catalyst. Happened, yeah, I'm glad that it didn't go to that because I didn't want the fifth element to be love. But um, I uh, yeah, um, no, I liked I Edie, Edie's whole thing where Edie is struggling with what she should be yeah. and what being an AI means because she's like the only. There's a part where she goes, the only point of reference I have are the Geth. And the Reapers. There are some interesting conversations where you could, like, you realize if left her own devices, Edie would make some interesting convers- uh, decisions that would yeah. not benefit you or humanity very well. Oh, yeah. Considering how humanity is teached, uh, has, has, has treated ha- how they have, have treated her, yeah. have they treated other synthetic life forms. Yeah. That's part of the reason it was Edie's presence in the game when dealing with the Geth later on that yeah. really forced me to. As- aside from growing up with the Star Trek and having Star Trek values planted in my head, yeah. and uh, was at the end. It, the, Synthetics, they got to be allowed to live. Yeah, exactly. And I could it was not like, do no, that to like Edie. if we were talking about Edie rather than just the Geth, I was like, yeah. I we have to give Edie a chance. You got to yeah. get the Geth, give the Geth the chance. Yeah, and it, it's a funny because funny like in the game, uh, there's a tipping point when you realize that if you uh, give the uh, Geth independence, they're going to also they still have that enough of the Reaper code to be as smart as they were. Yeah. Under the Geth, and I was like, "That's even better because at least then, even if they go crazy, it won't be because they're machines; it's because they're stupid. But at least now they'll actually be kind of like actual individual intelligences now, yeah. and so that gives them an even better chance to be reasoned with." Yeah, man. It, so Ranock, just thinking about like computers. Let's yeah. talk about Ranock. So that was a really I love that whole sequence. Cause, so so just to remind everybody. So you you're you're with the Corians. The Corians because they're. Dipshits. I can't believe that because the whole game, I'm like, oh, oh god! Oh, can, you know, get, the game starts off with just mentioning the Corians have suddenly disappeared for some reason, you know why? And I'm like, I hope, like, I thought they were just being attacked by the Reapers or something like that. Mm. And when you find out, and they the just Corians have attacked the Geth, up, and I'm like, oh my I god, you guys all are just fighting the Geth again, and I was just like. You stoop. These guys are stupider than the Stupid fucking bitches. Krogans. These... Stupid bitches. Oh. Well, so the question I'm really curious because so in Mass Effect Two, it, they foreshadow this greatly because you 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 go back to the fleet because Tali is going to be exiled. I forget so much what happened with it with the fleet in Mass Effect Two, but yeah, I like it a lot. So you, it no, turns out it's that bad. Tali, it's just been yeah. Tali has been sending bits and pieces of of inactive Geth back to her father so that he can study them. It turns out that he uses them and he basically creates Geth to better to figure out to defeat them yeah but because of this you basically risked you've put get or tally put geth in the fleet she, so she's put up for treason i really wonder if she is exiled 
what happens in Mass Effect 3, because that's always an option. Yeah. Because, like, in, in Mass Effect 3, in my playthrough, of course I, I saved wonder. her ass. I love Tali. So she's actually an admiral because she knows more about the Geth. Yeah, same thing, same but, in my game. Yeah. I mean, like, what happens if she's not... Do, does she get on your crew sooner? Is she, like, yeah. you know, like, what? Uh, you do get an email from her before you ever bump into the... Yes. Where she's just like, hey, I got something to tell you sometime. With, whenever next time you're in a quarry in space, look me up. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. And it's like, oh. so anyway, um, that was the first time in Mass Effect where I, we actually, because my wife and I play this game together. We played all the games together. We actually had to pause and argue about it for 15 minutes. It gave me a About which attack. choice, whether or not to let the so, guests have their own thing. So yes, you get to the point where uh, Legion was alive in my playthrough. And so you're talking about Oh yeah, he's alive in mine. Yeah. And it turns out, it's great because Tali's like, before the, the Quarians are bullshit and they declare a war, Tali's talking about how she's, she realized she was able to be friends with Legion. Yeah. And like, she's trying to negotiate peace through Legion even. Even, and then she has to be, they have to show a, 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 a unified face to the Korean fleet. So she has to side with the other admirals when they decide to declare war. No. And it just kind of, you can see it breaks her heart. So you, at some point you get, you realize that all the Geth have been um, souped up by the Reapers and Legion helps you, totally gives you an advantage over the Reap- uh, the Geth. The Geth are getting their asses handled to them because of the choices that you're making. You're like, what's his motivation? What's his motivation? And he's holding information from you. And you're just like, fuck, dude, you gotta be honest with me. And so he's being kind of squirrely. And then it gets to the point where um, you can choose it, that Legion can um, uh, dismantle the Reaper connection to all the Geth, but keep all this souped up power that they have. Yeah. And that will basically make them all separate consciousnesses in the same way that Legion is. Yeah. And... Um, and Tali says, you cannot do this. They'll kill my people. Because as soon as that happens, the Geth are just going to smash the Quarians. And my wife and I paused the TV and had an argument for 15 minutes. I had a panic attack. I'm like, I can That's turn... my thing with, like, if, if the, we were talking about Edies and not Geth. Yeah. And, and the idea that they would have this Reaper code that would actually give them, like, their own ability to think about this. That's when I realized, it, actually, without that... It would have been a harder choice for me, but I was like, you know what? At this point, they're going to be life forms. Like, let's roll the dice and see what happens. See, because like I, the way I saw it is it basically boiled down to who do I love more, Legion or This is part or, of the things, like, Tali. This is one of the things that few, one of the few things that really bummed me about the ending is the fact that I'm not going to live. You're not going to see the, the results of that conference. Yeah. So, but yeah, like I, I actually, I'm not kidding. I had a panic attack at the thought of, of destroying the Quarians or Tali like losing faith in me. I am so glad you made peace with Quarians and the Geth before that oh. because that's if you no, don't no, no, do no. that. No, 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 that's the point where you do. Oh, is it? Because because the Quarians whatever happens here, literally that, in oh, the we'll skies, use... the Quarians are attacking. The oh, that's Geth. right. Yeah, and you and you and so and Legion's like, I can straight, I can give the Geth consciousness, and we'll be super strong. And Tali's freaking out. She's like, it will Well, if you haven't pulled this off well enough, she'll kill herself. And so what happens is, I said, so my wife goes, you have to do it. The Geth are deserving of yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Star Trek morality yeah exactly it's like you life can't... is life you can't just yeah and and frankly let's be honest all the Koreans are bullshit except for Tali <laughs> <laughs> they're idiots if you, they're like, all there idiots there's even an amendment like an ren- extra renegade option like well see this we'll, is the we'll best let part we'll off all the Koreans if you let Tali live <laughs> that's cool. all yeah so you know, so so I'm like okay, and I and really genuine. I was a total passive aggressive asshole because I was like, fine, sure, we'll pick that. I'll just load before I made this choice anyway and do it right. I was such a prick. <laughs> so we do it, and Tali starts freaking out. So she gets on the horn with the fleet. She's like, you have to stop attacking. You have to stop attacking. The Geth are about to gain consciousness in this super way, and they're gonna kill you. And the admirals are like, fuck you. We're gonna keep fighting. We have a chance. Well, especially that is... one big douchebag is in charge yeah. of the military. Because so, yeah. the Koreans have their first real chance shot at this, and it looks like they could win this fight if this doesn't happen but legion is literally uploading it so basically i get on the horn and i'm like hey hey dipshits i've saved i've pulled your ass out of the fire 
twice. And this will be my third opportunity to do so. But here's the thing. You assholes are totally putting the gun barrel in your mouth right now. And I'm not going to save your ass the third time. I'm going to sit back and watch you die. Yeah. And so Aquarians are like, oh, shit. And stop. And so you're in, in this, like, I totally had a panic attack. And it resulted in peace between the Aquarians and the okay. And it was, that was one of the most, that is actually my favorite. They didn't make much of a visual of it. But my favorite moment to think about in all of Mass Effect, all of it, is what happens is, so, like, literally, the minute the Geth gain consciousness, the Geth only fight because they're being fought. Yeah. They're a peaceful Their race. Their backs are against the wall. What else are they going to do? And you yeah. learn, when you go through the, the Geth consensus, the Geth memories, the Geth remember what the Corians have forgotten. That when the Corians started killing the Geth, they were not unified in killing the Geth. That there were lots of Corians who were sympathetic to the Geth. And were like, we can't do this. They're, they're gaining consciousness. We can't just kill them. But that they that those people were basically just killed as as terrorists and disloyal yeah. to the Corians. But the Corians remember. The, Corian, or the Geth remember. The Geth cannot forget. So the Geth don't necessarily hate the Corians, but they're they know they just hurt. understand though they've had the life experience of knowing that yeah yeah the Corians so when the Corians stop attacking and the Geth gain this consciousness their first reaction is we're gonna help the survivors that are crashed here on Rannoch yeah like there's this great bit later you talk to Tali and like so the, all the Corians are in these suits because they have fucked up immune systems oh I forgot about since that since the yeah. Geth are software they up they're able to upload themselves into the suits and help the the Corians rebuild their immune system more rapidly yeah. so Tali talks about the next generation of Corians will be able to walk on Rannoch without suits. And it's just like all this beautiful it's, shit. It's that the best. Cry. That's the best possible decision you can make in any situation. In, yeah, in, in, in all of in all three effects. games. That's yeah. That's kind of emotionally speaking. That's kind oh. of the highlight. And then of there's the that game. shot where it's just you and Tali sitting on the cliff face of Rannoch, and Tali is talking about where her house is gonna be. Oh, and she does the like tears. She's like streaming down my face. My house will go here. This is the living room right here. Oh. I was like, oh man. <laughs> Tali Zoravas, Normandy, you are my favorite. Oh, I will allow you to touch tendrils with Garrus because it makes me feel beautiful. And of course, you saw when she got drunk with her. That was great. Emer her emergency injection port. I couldn't I'm, find it. I am sad that that's the last thing you see of Tali in the whole game, like other than the last goodbye. Yeah. Because but the, of course she would have daddy issues. It wasn't yeah. until that whole. Scene. Well, it didn't occur to me. Yeah. Well, this this is after you do uh, Miranda's mission. Where yeah. Miranda's got daddy Cerberus. issues. And yeah. Daddy's. But Miranda is able to resolve them. Because I don't know if you remember this in Mass Effect 2, what happens is oh, Tali. Before we get away from Legion, is Legion the, the, the original Geth who turned against the Quarians? It, the implication is that one of the. Or not turned. That, that spoke to the Quarians. The, impl, the implication is that one of the, the, the software that had that conversation is yeah. part of the consensus. Well, it's part of it because. Oh, that, I, that's right. I forgot about that because. Uh, Legion is actually like a thousand souls. Man, that the last that. thing that Legion does before he dies is he says I something along the lines of I have to do this. Yeah. He says I for the first time. Well, it's interesting because Fuck. Well, there's a when you're in the consent when you're inside the consensus of the of, of the get, there's the memory where you actually get to see the first time the you know, one of the get becomes kind of self aware and asks you, do we have a soul or whatever yeah. like that. And does this unit have a soul? Yeah, and Shepard's like that gun looks exactly like the, the one you oh, use. Oh yeah. And he's well, like, no, that's later. You you learn that there's a the hardware platform that picks up a sniper rifle. That's and it's what a it different. Is. But yeah, it is this. And that, he, that was great because Legion, Legion just says it is a preferred weapon. Or like, like Legion says, oh, like it is an efficient shit. weapon. So that actually yeah. maybe Legion may have that, the closest thing the Geth could yeah. be to being a, like a, one of the original Geth yeah. that fought against. Yeah, he's been around oh, for a long time. Mass and I like the idea if he was one of the first. Uh, if he was the first 
death to pick up a weapon against the Glorians, that like that war ends with him dying and sacrificing yeah. himself. Oh, yeah. That's a perfect book ending in that situation. Totally. That was great. My my favorite thing with Legion though was the part where Legion we were talking, you're kinda of catching up with Legion, it's like, how you doing? Yeah. And Legion goes, Robot so man. and he's like, What happened after our crazy adventure in the last game? And and Legion says, Well, I went back to the Geth and I told them that the Reapers are coming, so we've been preparing for the Reapers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Shepard just looks at him and goes they believed you and and, and <laughs> Legion just looks at you and goes why wouldn't well, they yeah. and, and Shepard says like, along lines of that must have been nice <laughs> and it's just such a great moment of self-awareness but you were talking beautiful. about Tali and like the last thing you see of her is when she's drunk with her her, her straw yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So I, I was kind of like it. Was, that was a great. Oh, then we're scene. talking about about, about uh, Miranda and her daddy issues. Yeah. Well, Miranda gets to resolve her daddy issues. She gets did, the best possible way. He, he in my playthrough, he, she pushed him out a window. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, and it was just great because Holly in Mass Effect Two, she finds out that her father, who she thinks she's been helping try to save the Geth, turns out that he did this stupid mistake that she has to deal with that almost gets her expelled from her people, and then. She finds this last recording from him, and he doesn't even. He, he says, "Tali, here's what you do to fix this," and then he dies. Yeah, he never. And he, and, and when you talk I, to her, I in Mass completely Effect forgot one, about that somehow. She talks about how distant he was, and how he never really was kind. She never gets to hear, "I he love was a you." Crazy guy. Yeah. Ne- she never gets to hear, "I'm proud of you." Yeah. She never gets to hear anything, and she's weirdly jealous of Miranda getting to resolve all these issues with her. So father. she gets drunk all by herself in the in the Normandy lounge. Yeah. And you happen which upon really, her she's trying to drink from her little straw which really makes me sad too because at this point she has a romance to Garrus and Gar- she and Garrus are kind of together yeah. and I'm like come on Garrus yeah, I miss all that shitty boyfriend I only miss telling Garrus getting together right before the last mission I go down to see what Garrus is calibrating and he's calibrating her vagina he's like you guys what do you say is his mandible caught on her head yeah like oh yeah my mandible just got caught in her helmet I was just trying no, to help her it's yeah. great so after every mission if you go around the ship everybody has something to say I would go up to after every mission I would always check in with Edie and Joker because they were yeah. right there but like not i wouldn't always check in oh, with everyone see, i else. would every time because i'm i'm that's why you got a 55 of our save file yeah. At the end. yeah so but no you go if you at one of the times if you go down and towards the end of the game if you go down and talk to tolly tolly is talking to garris and i can't they're talking about fighting or something and 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 like they're talking about their most badass moments and she yeah. says something like well yeah you know you do like cheap things at a distance don't you and then you keep on talking Garrus goes wait a minute what did you say what is that about <laughs> and, uh, and then he Aww. makes some sort of joke because he's a sniper and then um, he makes some sort of joke of like yeah well you like to get in close and up personal don't you and she's like what does that mean because <laughs> she's a shotgun and up close <laughs> to person. and it's this great like little flirty oh, thing fleet and flotilla man uh, speaking of romance stuff uh, I really love the scene where Liara comes up to your the captain's cabin with her time <gasps> oh, capsule. Oh, I cried like a bitch. And she asks you what... She uh, has I, her beacon. Her yeah. beacon for the if they don't make it for the next... Oh, that's what you're talking about. Her, Yeah. Because um, she, she, she... It's like, this is for if we do not make it. It's all the... Here, I'll do my other voice. It has all of our information that we have gathered about the crucible and all of our history and your history, Shepard. What would you like it to say? What did you tell her to say about you? I had the biggest food of dick. Out of any person that's back there. That's crazy. <laughs> Do you tell her to... Uh, whatever see, you think is best. Oh, see, I did that. I said, well, tell me what you want to you say. And she gives you... the same person. <laughs> We're both big-titted people. <laughs> they tend to make a lot of the same decisions in Mass Effect. So, no, oh. she gives you this beautiful speech about the person that you were. Oh, it made me cry. And your name will be written in the stars. And yeah. I was like, oh, man. And I, I cried. It wasn't until after that. So that's what sealed it in for me. Like, I wanted to be with Liara. And then and when I... Then I fuck trainer, and then I'm like, fuck, why Man, so your, your scene, your la- the scene you have where you finally have sex with Liara, 
before that, this dialogue that you have is so great because you both you're just kind of both sitting. Now you're just rubbing it in. You're, you're both sitting on on Shepard's bed, yeah, looking up through the window Aww. to the stars, and and you basically you talk about like, like there's so much space out there. One ship could get away. And we could be far away from here and have yeah. those blue little babies. And you have this dialogue. And oh, it's not... Liara mentions... There's something about blue little babies later. Yeah. Oh, no, I saw the video. This wasn't in my play, but I, saw, I wanted to see what the final... Your final talk with Liara is at the very end of the game when she yeah. gives you her, her little psychic gift. Yeah, I saw that the blue little babies thing gets Well, a it happens in Mass Effect 2 in Lair of the Shadowbroker, I think. Because yeah. at some point, Liara basically says, what do you want from this, Shepard? Yeah. And you say, you know, retirement, chill out, maybe couple pump out a couple of blue little babies. Although, know? like, fucking Mary Poppins, though, she start. Well, it's great because then... Uh, Trainer. Her name is Trainer. She's my favorite new character in this game. Use her name. When I realized... Uh, oh, no, that's how I realized I had permanently fucked things up with Trainer, because right before the last fight, she says something about how, hey, are we still dating or something like that? I'm like, why is she asking me? This should be the part where Liara's coming up to me saying, why are you <laughs> And so, like... Uh, Did you say no? I said no. So you then, don't even... You didn't even get to have Trainer in that so last moment? And so Mary Poppins is like... Oh, what? <laughs> okay. And I was like, you broke uh, Trainer's heart! No, that's that's when I reloaded my save because this conversation happened right after the big Cerebus battle. Yeah. That's when I just jumped out, reloaded an earlier save, oh. and so I lost that. So I, like, because I wound up having to replay the whole Cerebus mission because I lo fucked myself and lo lost my save, I got to have that conversation again, and then I did choose... Yes, we're still in a relationship. You're not quite as cool as we are. I'll deal with it. But then she has I this great trainer. conversation about how uh, she's so happy now because now she'll be able to get the white picket fence and you guys will get a big dog, big dumb dog, and just snuggle all the she's time. She's that kind of lesbian. She's that kind of lesbian. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Actually, this relationship actually makes more sense with Liara because I don't have to worry about, worry about being the first of Liara's 20 wives <laughs> yeah. over the course of a thousand-year lifespan. I was like, yeah. oh, this is actually like a real, actual human actually, relationship. Yeah. And so I didn't ha I didn't feel so bad about macking on yeah, Harry Potter. kind of like Trainer is a great character, was, and her arc over the course she beats of the game. The shit out of Kelly she's Chambers. like she gets she won't feed your oh, fish. Oh, you so Kelly is dead in your game, right? Oh, she got fucking liquefied. You get to meet Kelly. I heard about that. Kelly is down on the docks, suffering. Oh, you want to talk the about? Citadel. Yeah, she's on the Citadel. Talk about PTSD. She's freaking out about having almost been goo. Is she just crying and doing the robot, and no one can talk well, to it's her? It's kind of great because you go down there and she's wandering around like she's like, yeah, I blew off Cerberus because I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. So she's down there because she's she's a therapist, so she's down they're giving therapy to all the refugees well i go up to her and i go what do you mean you're kelly chambers look at you wandering around like change your fucking name change your personality cerberus well, is gonna kill yeah, you Yeah, exactly yeah i mean like it's like miranda has been running jacob has been running yeah, everyone's gone to ground you. yeah well here's the thing i told her you change your fucking name you idiot and um so uh and she does and then she says oh man when Cerberus came and attacked they would they were looking for me it was only because we had that conversation that i'm still alive oh. it was kind of great kelly chambers says bad luck in every fucking kelly chambers game. and it wasn't until trainer that i was she like she got man. melted that was one of the most graphic things i've ever seen in a video game when you get to see her get melted yeah. in mass effect too cuz she's stuck in a tube and you're trying to rescue her and suddenly just she gets turned into black goo right before your eyes and yeah. screaming the whole time yeah jesus christ so okay well speaking of the most horrific thing i've ever seen in a video game uh, let's just get to it. Let's get to the ending. I thought that seeing Shepard melt was one of the most horrifying things I've seen in an ending. Wait, Shepard melt? Freaked me out. When so, she, so we'll talk about the ending. So we'll just, we'll just get to can it. Can we talk we'll about how much that stupid little kid was? <laughs> we can get. We can talk about that now. So Mass Effect 3's ending. I do not... I'm not as furious about it as everybody else is. Yeah. I actually thought... I feel that Mass Effect ultimately is about making huge, significant choices that have far-reaching consequences that you do not understand. And also that Mass Effect is about this weird, unknowable, un ununderstandable force 
that is preying upon you that you can only hope to resist. Yeah. So going up into the Citadel and fuck that last scene. Oh man. Okay. That, la- that run to the beacon and how it kind of it mimics the run in Mass Effect 1 but in the, you're in, in the Mako and you oh, make that right, last yeah. mad jolt to get up to the Citadel. Did you see what Reaper it is that's firing at you? It's Harbinger. I had no idea until I looked up online. Well, they say. They oh, say it's Harbinger. I was Harbinger. drunk. <laughs> they say it's Harbinger. Yeah, it's Harbinger. So you, you have this crazy epic battle where I felt like a badass and you fight off all these waves and then you go and you you make this last desperate dash to the beacon and harbinger fucking melts you like just fucking blasts you yeah. and you barely get up your armor oh, you're is talking melted about, yeah and you're all fucked up okay shepherd fucked up shepherd badass with double black eyes Did blood you... nose blood People other ears people are making fun about how terrible that comes off with male shepherd is it because male shepherd like, looks badass boy do i feel bad <laughs> Jennifer Hale is amazing. And like that this is what I keep wondering, because like that whole scene was devastating because of Jennifer Hale's delivery. Like there's a bit where Anderson dies next to you. You're just staring out at Earth as this battle happens and you think you've done it and you think you've won. And then Anderson just he says, like, you've done good, child. Yeah. Which made me again cry like a bitch. And then he just dies and you're just sitting there waiting to die. And then Hackett gets on the phone and goes, Um, nothing's happening. And you kind of go up to the console, but you're fucking battered, and you're just falling Yeah, apart. you know you've only and got a couple just, moments left And I, you say something along the lines of, I don't know what to do. And that's the first time in the entire series that Shepard has had any self-doubt, any hesitation, any... And and that delivery of that line was fucking Oh, that I don't know what to do. Okay. And, like, I can't imagine hearing dude Shep say that, because that was fucking... I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Poop. And then you get you float up, and you talk to the little boy. So like I said, no. Then you talk to no. Th- okay, that's well. That's because no. elusive. The elusive man is before that because so he makes really, you shoot Anderson. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, the elusive man is surprise, surprise, indoctrinated. But the Saren kind of indoctrinated where he still has a lot of self will. Well, I like that's obviously a recall back to Saren, yeah, even with I how you should convince that. the elusive man and to how shoot fucked himself. up he is with cybernetics. His face is peeling like off that. and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. And um uh uh. Yeah, that whole conversation you have with the loose man, and, and, and I wish like, you actually had something to say because you could you're ha- you're part of the conversation, but you, there's no way you could actually. The only thing you can convince the loose man is to shoot himself. I wish that was more of an actual like because my my fantasy was always was always that the boss battle in Mass Effect Three would be a conversation because yeah. the conversation wheel is the biggest best weapon you have in the game. Yeah. that's where all the interesting things happen, and the last real conversation you have in the game is with the elusive man and, and Anders. And you really can't do anything other than just kind of argue your point with the elusive man, but you can't like, do anything. But like I said, best if well, you're 100% you can make Paragon, him... you can make him yeah. shoot himself. But, I mean, that's that's more of a, just a callback to the original game. But there's no... You, you have, there's well, no choices to be made. There's no one you can sway. It's just very... Well, you can sway him to kill himself or yeah, not. But it's, I mean, just, what, it's, how... but it's the same conversation you've been having, been having with the elusive man since the end of the last game. It's There's this nothing really you learn or anything you impart to anyone else where it's... They well, could have they could have done more with that. Yeah, I, I get, but, I, like I it's not the end of the world, but I was a little bit bummed that that, that last conversation because the conversation with the holographic kid isn't really a conversation. It's just an exposition. Well, he says these you. are your options. Yeah. Well, that's not going to be a conversation. He's a fucking AI. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. He's also a kid. Well, that's because he he looks in your brain. He goes, "You've been obsessing over this dead child." So you hated the dream sequences. Oh, the dream sequences were fucking terrible. I that thought was they were the- great. 
I thought they're great. That was again. Like, that was I actually thought that was actually embarrassing about how hamfisted that was. See? With, with the like, I, I was fine with the kid dying in the first scene, even though that was kind of hamfisted. Like, oh no. Well, the kid represents they, everything you've lost. But there's so much shit going on. That one kid dying. You sure that sucks? They were obviously going for a Schindler's List girl in the red coat thing with that kid getting killed at the, at the beginning. But like, I was even I was fine with that. But the fact that like there's half a dozen dream sequences where all you there do are three is run in slow motion. There are the kids three. like giggling and like there are at, three. And, oh, they all end with the same kid thing with the kid bursting into flames. Well, the third one you die it's too. Just like what the fuck? Am Whatever. I, doing? I again I thought it was a great. It, it, it was broke not the pace. interactive. It was boring and it didn't tell you anything about the game. It was just ham fisted. Dude, the whole game. The whole point of the games is that you're the world is falling it's apart. You that and you're sad. if you're playing as Mrs. Age Shepherd with this character who has like oh I'm Mrs. Age and you're just fucking around. They talk about you're falling apart and that's the only way they can show you. If if it was the that ghosts your, your of Legion apart. or Morden Well, or they have like Morden and Legion and Caden's voice. voice. Fuck I agree. Fuck I would have preferred kid. if it was actually like that, but it's just like this representation of it's everything ba- I, that's It's losing. legitimately bad writing. It took me out of the game. It See, really I did. think Where, being it wasn't in an even, environment it wasn't even, that you've never seen in the game with yeah, the trees like, and the tree, It's obviously like, like your on Earth, your memories of Earth. But it just, like, it really, that's one of the few things. I, I dislike that more than I ever disliked the ending where it was I just, think like, it worked. I think it's totally I'm with it that it's a personal. I'm not saying it's bad all around. Just for me, I thought it was, it, that's one of the few things that actually, not just bad, but actually took me out of the game. See, I think you needed to have something like that just to show how fucked up Shepard has been. Because Shepard is no, such an unflappable such, badass. Any, to be fair, anything with a dream sequence is kind of, like, sketchy in general. But mixing dream sequence with kid who you can't save. It's just like, I think it had its place. It's modeling is shit and not a good way. I think it I think it worked. But anyway, so you go up the elevator and you talk to the catalyst, which I'm glad was not you. I thought that I thought it was kinda interesting. It was like so there's it's just the the AI It's a weird info dump. That's I, one of the I, things. It it's very lost, and that it, raises a lot more questions than it see, answers. I love that. I don't want to have any of my questions answered. I've spent this whole game being terrified we were going to well, find out the who made the Well, this is the part of the game where the game stops being about characters and just starts being about galactic civilization, right. weird exposition Well, it, it's stuff. like it, yeah. it gets to the this larger the questions. Where like the ending kind of starts losing the thread for a lot of people. And I can, I can. Yeah. Here's the thing: I can understand people being upset by where it goes. Yeah, I can understand it too. But I think it, it ultimately it gets down to the core questions of the Mass I like the universe. weird Star Trekiness because this is yeah. exactly how, like, if someone made a really depressing Star Trek movie, this is how it would well, end. See, and I was so impressed at the total willingness to break their toys. Yeah, because it's, well, it's that, like... Well, no matter what you do, the universe gets fucked up yeah. at the end of the well, game. So, cause, well, and when you think about it, all the Mass Effect games, at the heart of it, at their best, are about choice and free will. Yeah. And during the Mass Effect game, the theme of Mass Effect is that there's free will, there's choice, but it's always within the guidelines of the Reapers because they're guiding the galaxy by determining who, what ga- what civilizations live and which ones die. Yeah. And through every, you're being herded through the mass relays and you're being herded through the Citadel. No one fucking knows how the Citadel works. And we know we don't know how it works because it almost screws us in the first game yeah. when everything goes back. And, and yet people still, still live it. in the Citadel. People are like, oh well, back to normal. Yeah, when Citadel gets destroyed... And like that's where oh. so many uh, refugees were going to. Like oh, the yeah. Citadel is even more packed. That's than fucked. Up. That that actually hit home to me almost as much as the Mass Effect oh, relay is getting that destroyed. That was oh yeah. But I was like, man. I mean, I thought it was like so, like, 
you go and you have to like and so and so you're basically dismantling everything that restricted free will and self determination. No, I like in the that. Galaxy. Like I said, that I think that's cool. I think that's ballsy as fuck. But to the, do that mechanically, the way that's done is really clumsy. Where after you get the exposition from the kid telling you what's going on, you make you, a choice. You choose three color coded options. Okay, here's the thing. This is what pisses me off. And all three options are more or less exactly the same but thing. But here's the fucking thing, douchebag. It's called this is your ending. If you're the dipshit who goes, I wonder what the other endings are, and you go look it up, you're like, oh, this is just like my ending. Fuck That's you. That's not how reality works, though. Fuck you. That is your ending. That My ending felt satisfying to me because I was like, yeah, you know what? Shepard's gonna choose synthesis. I don't, Shepard is, I don't think it, I'm allowed to talk about how great this game is, about how there's so many different options, like when we talk about stuff with Mist, and like, oh my god, there's so many different things you can do with the game, and revel in about how that's so great that all these different things can happen. And at the, at the, at the ending pretend it's not bullshit that all the endings are almost exactly the same every thing. single mass effect ending has been the same thing every single one what universe is everybody talking about where the mass effect endings are I different think it's bullshit that I, here's what no i will character development that like, i will no... give you that i will give you because ultimately we all play the mass ha- effect games because we your love squad these mates die when you get blasted by harbinger which that not for necessarily that... you well, don't know that for sure the I implication mean, is they do pretty fucking you barely meet yourself and you're you're christ like god child of the universe <laughs> the but, implication so, is so they my do. universe garris and tali just mysteriously just kind of essentially die off screen during harbinger's blast which i can appreciate like that's war that's reality but that's really, that's it. That's the last I see of those this characters. They just get evaporated. No, 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 no. You have them. You get to say goodbye to them. You get this moment walking through the remnants of Earth where you get to talk to your crew yeah, and your last but... speech. In a perfect world, in a perfect world, rather than all that, like, it would have been a lot more meaningful to me if I got that last poker game. Yeah. If I got that in last heaven. moment. <laughs> Like, I will, the only people, the only bitch about the ending that I will totally give people is that they wanted to know what happened to their characters. Yeah. But the thing is, is that the story is Shepard's. That's so much about character that the ending would be absolutely nothing about character. Because it's Shepard's story. Well, also, it's Shepard's story and the choice that Shepard makes. Like, I thought, I thought, if anything, they made the opposite choice in in designing this ending that I thought they would have, which I thought, like, if anything, they would have made the ending all about the characters, not so much about what happens in the universe after the war, because there's obviously going to be more Mass Effect games, and they're going to have to choose an ending. So I thought, if anything, they would leave, like, kind of the ultimate face fate in, in, in the state up of the universe up in, air, up in the air so they can kind of do whatever they wanted with the next game and kind of focus on the characters. The opposite where the, there's absolutely nothing about the characters in the ending other than Joker crash landing in the Normandy and it's all about it's three different things that happen in the universe to, like completely wildly different things that happen to the galaxy even though the endings themselves actually how they're created are almost exactly the same except with different color coded effects. And so that means that two-thirds of the people who have played the game, their whatever ending they chose is going to be non-canon whenever the next Mass Effect game comes See, out. See, okay, that's... That's a weird choice, Who too. gives a shit about the game that's coming out in two years? Like, I'm talking about right now. that's what's going to happen. I, well, it's not going to be about these characters. Yeah, but what, well, what if I, I... I chose the synthesis option where everyone becomes part Which robot is the right answer, as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Which, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the most progressive answer. But like, there's no guarantee that that like that choice will actually be. Will, will well, be why are you worried what? about a game that's not even existing yet? But that's, why are you this worried? is this is going to be an issue that's going to come up though. I I see. My as thing pissed is, off is as that... people now, two thirds of people are going to be even more pissed off in two years when they announce the next Mass Effect. Well, game like they're going to have a Mass Effect game that doesn't have relays. It's going to be a fucking prequel. That's the only way they can get away with anything. Know. That's how I feel. But regardless, it's like this whole game it is was... Shepard's story. Shepard says goodbye to these characters, and that's it. 
I mean, I can totally see, I, of course I want, like someone tweeted on t- Twitter and I thought this was great, that their perfect ending to Mass Effect 3 is the ending of Ocean's Eleven, where just all the characters <laughs> sharing this basking moment and then drifting apart. And it's, it's just like, it's, but, you know, it's, it's funny leading up before I beat the game, uh, I heard people complaining about it, and the only complaints I, I saw just fleetingly online were people complaining about, oh, this, this, you're killing the replayability of the game, which I automatically took that. Oh, Shepard must die, and they're just upset yeah. because Shepard died. Yeah. And so, g- 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 like, getting to the end of the game, I was just expecting, oh, what bullshit are people complaining about? And I actually got the end of the, like, the, the ending's not, not the worst thing I've ever seen, but that ending is not a very good ending. No matter what you choose, it's not it. a very... You, you I thought it made it, sense. But there's, you can poke a lot of holes. Not in, you can... I, could, who the cares about the ending of Mass Effect. Every single story that I gave a shit about is resolved over the course of that game. All that happens next is all, really the beyond, of course, I want to know that Garrus retires and he meets up with Jacob at that bar in Rio and they have a good time. Whatever. But, like, I, like, so the fucking Genophage, the fucking Geth and the Quarians, like, all, you want to have the heavy well, labor after that afterwards. stuff matters because there's no more mass relays. Everyone's stranded in the whatever corner of the universe they happen to be on. If it doesn't matter, then of course it mattered to you because you played the goddamn game. But Did that not matter to you in the moment? See, people are like, oh, none of the decisions I made mattered. You, guys, you made the choices. They mattered to you. It's like, at the end, of course, there's, like, this consequence. It doesn't the, feel like it's going to be reserved. Because, like, it's just... No. I, I cannot choose to be mad at this ending because what could happen in the Mass Max Effect game? I will give people... Here's what I'll give people. I'll give people being mad about not knowing what happens to the characters. But the thing is, is I don't want to have like a goddamn Fallout ending where it's like, here's the steel of Rannoch. And then the Geth and the Quarians chilled out. No, that is that was a terrible ending, too. And it's like... But I mean, like, what are... What are and, and, like, for all the different things that could happen to those characters, the courses, the narratives, it's like, you know, it... I don't, the chief I thing I point to is being objectively proof that this ending isn't, isn't very good, that no one seems to be really happy with it. I'm happy it's not with the terrible, it. Well, you're in a way minority, but everyone, even even people who didn't were not, not necessarily super offended by the ending... Are kind of like well. Oh, it would. It's I'll not take that ending. It's, it's not, not my number one ever. favorite ending in the world, but I, it made sense to me. Yeah, it felt but, right for my story. Yeah, which is fine. I'm not saying you're wrong and thinking. No, no, that, no, no, no. I know, but Gar- Harriet sacrificing though. herself for the fate of the universe and making this consequence. Yeah, you I don't, don't know, know what this. The fuck I don't know how this next. game would have ended without Shepard dying, though. Well, Although, I mean, I, you know what? Did, did you see that in other people's ending? Shepard does survive. Survive in it, trapped in a citadel full of the dead. No, did you see what it is? Like, there's rubble and she's on Earth. It's London rubble. Oh, is she on Earth? This is this is why everyone's starting to think that the ending is actually her being indoctrinated. Because suddenly you wake up on London, uh, in London rubble, and how the hell do you get back from the Citadel down to London? Unless everything on the Citadel was some kind of, like, dream, like, who the hell knows? I mean, I will admit the ending is squirrely. Because you'll notice that we're talking about the choices that you make. We're not talking about what happens immediately after the choices that you make. Yeah. We're magically, um, the the Normandy is, for some reason, trying to outrun whatever burst. Yeah, and somehow, for some reason, now with a different star system, <laughs> trying to outrun the energy that's fucking up the universe. And Joker, the, the Normandy crashes, and depending on your choice, you see them walk out on Earth. I like that in as much as I like it. Because I chose synthesis. No, I chose synthesis too. Because it right, felt then, wrong to betray Edie or the Geth, and that yeah. was the choice either way. That does seem to be, feel like the right and like and vote. like and and Joker and and Edie walking out as Adam and Eve in a new Earth, and then abruptly Joker's they are all eyes. Out. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was and and to have that, the, that, that's the, fine. No, no, that's great. But even then, it like it's a, the more you think about it, it's like well, and then one of your party members wandered out. Well, one of your Edie and this party member were on Earth just before. And why was Joker running away and all this other bullshit? And, well, people have know. also pointed out that if, like, Mass Effect...
strike relays blow up an entire solar system like they did in, what is it, the Arrival of the Earth? Yeah. Then the Earth should have been wiped out. Yeah. I mean, if you, but at the end of the day, like, Well, there's I, also the simple fact that you've suddenly got, like, all the armies in the galaxy are now stranded on yeah, Earth. Yeah, depending on your choices. <laughs> That's kind of and and oh, there's the big bummer. The Quarians are now stranded. Like the, the fact that the migrant fleet has just finally freed their homeland. Now they're stuck on Earth. See, like, all, that sucks. all of these questions like, still and all of like, this. Travel. You just don't. You, it's 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 almost everyone's left in a Star Trek situation where in Star Trek, uh, the only like t- like twenty percent of the galaxy has been explored because even though they have fast and light travel, you still yeah. can't blast from one end of the galaxy. Totally. Uh, from the other, the mass that's what the mass relays allowed you to do. do. So yeah. you could probably take a couple of years, but they could probably eventually fly back to Rannick. But it's still a little like. No, but I love the idea of the mass relays and the Citadel getting destroyed. I love that. That's great. I, I thought it's it was just, ballsy as hell that yeah. they ended the game. They broke all their toys. To what, and they left with all these questions. Yeah, I think I that's would, ballsy and as like, fuck. And, and the human, like all these races now having pretty much going to get mixed with it's going to be a generation or two it's really a tower planets. of babel sort of thing yeah you know? and yeah everyone's gonna like you're gonna have races trying to get like forced to get along yeah and like these populations all mixed up on different planets and everyone trying to get along and like like and there's random different parts of the galaxy they're stranded in and i'm assuming people are going to try to rebuild at least a couple mass relays just to start oh, yeah. getting communication well athea talks about that in the in the game she's in the second yeah. game she's like this sorry you have to start building and that mass is relays. man that actually makes me much more interested in what the future of mass effect could be yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like the, the the idea, the ending. Like I like what happened in the ending. Yeah. It's just the way it was executed was just ham fisted. Yeah. Kinda... See, my thing is that I could. Ha- I mean, I love Mass Effect. Yeah. I would play a billion more Mass Effect games. That could be the last. Can you for still me. call it Mass Effect? There's no Mass. See, relay. exactly. <laughs> it's like they <laughs> it's broke their toys. Effect. They broke their toys pretty much as effectively the as they did at the end of Arrested Development. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's like they just shattered everything. I think that's ballsy as fuck. Yeah. I have to. I mean, like I said, I, it is not my favorite game ending in all games. Oh, Buzz is Aldrin not... is the old man? Yeah. Dude, that made me cry like a... The Shepherd also made me cry like a bitch. I thought that was stupid, but I was no, like... No, no, no. Da- I, I cried like a you bitch. You know what? I was like, you know what? I worked hard enough. Well, Shepherd worked hard enough. Yeah. She deserved to be called The Shepherd. The Shepherd. Oh, do you think, fucking cried like a bitch. Do you think that's uh, Joker and Edie's, like, grandchild, or do you think that's old I think it's Joker? way... No, 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 no. I think that's, like, whole, like totally... Like thousands Because if it's of been years. enough time that you're The Shepherd, yeah. and they kind of allude to space flight is now, you know... Yeah, like, that seems you know. to be the insinuation. It's like, this is after a lot of rebuilding. It's a, This seems like this is, like, almost Journal of the Will Star Worship, with this, like, the end, like, yeah, kind of... So is, here's the thing. This uh, is not how I would have ended Mass Effect. I am not unequivocally happy, though I think it's... With a, I'm happy with the fat guy at a pie contest throwing up on you? I don't... Man, just the sheer weight of rage on the internet. Did you that's see how much... Mis- that's fucking nuts. I, I feel... I am genuinely... I am going to write a letter to Bioware telling them thank you and how much I love them, because after Dragon Age 2... They will send you Getting all the job. dumps, all the day one DLC bullshit, and now all this after Hep- Hep- Gate. It's just like, I feel my heart goes out to Bioware. Because here's the thing. They care about the Mass Effect universe. They're They're not fucking around. around. I mean, I I feel... They kind of janked them up with some of the DLC was handled. And and I don't know if you remember this. And the last thing you see, the actual last bit of text you see in the game is like, stay tuned for more DLC. That sucks. That was kind of like, oh, thanks, That sucks. But that's more of an EA thing than a Bioware thing. And 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 part of me wonders, I really want to look into this. I don't know if you remember this, but maybe like a year ago, like I think the Mass Effect 3 script got leaked. Oh, yeah. No, it was a couple months ago when the beta came out, and for yeah. some reason they, people could extrapolate from that beta. Like no, the no, no, script no. file found, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah, I'm really curious to see what changed, because they said they made some changes. Did yeah, they change curious, the yeah. ending? Uh, like, no, I'm they dead said, curious. They said the, uh, the script ended with, make good ending. And that guy kind of <laughs> scrolled out. Mark. <laughs> 
I don't get it. Too expensive, not enough time. I, I mean, but yeah, no, the uh, sheer rage. But like I said, there's interesting ideas that you could build future Mass Effect games on that if they took place after this. But yeah, yeah it's just and like and like just the sheer. I mean, people are so mad, and I can under. Okay, I am the last person to say why are you so invested in this because I'm as fucking invested in my shepherd. Like I cried when I couldn't import my face. Yeah, I'm not discounting that feeling at all. It's just the the rage and the feeling of owed. I think here's the thing though. A mm-hmm. part of me feels like. A part of it is, I think it is EA, but having DLC, just the existence of DLC, then gives fans the ability to say, well, fucking make, like, give me the right ending to download, bastards, because well, you now did it when wrong. Because they, they obviously have DLC cooked up, and now when, yeah. they, if, when they announce this DLC, the single player post game DLC, and if it's not like a fixed ending or something like that, that's obviously not going to happen, but people are going to lose their shit. The stupid people, of which there are billions, are going to go, oh, I just you're giving us DLC, but it's not the ending. Yeah, the poker game. I just want it to be the poker Save game. Your letter mention the poker game idea. Oh, I want it to be the first time in a Mass Effect game where you have a dialogue with, like, eight different characters around the table just shooting shit. Man, like, it's still, I, 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 don't, I still... I don't even treat Mass Effect 3 as its own game. It really is just the last third of a it's game. It's the last third of the game. For the last three years. I'm still not a big fan of how so much the narrative... <laughs> Outside of the the, the, the the loose ends that you're uh, mm-hmm. tightening up from mm-hmm. the previous games, like the last mission where it is just like, hoorah, Space Marine stuff, gotta fight the bad guys. It's a little bit, it is still so much like kind of the same stuff. It is essentially the same how, story that was in Halo and Gears of War. How should you do a final know, push But I don't Earth. know, yeah, I don't know how you do that without... It's a fight, it's but a it's battle. But it's just that I've already, uh, like massive, literally Halo is almost the exact same plot with the same ending. And so it's the kind of like the last mission. Everything in the game felt a little bit less special than that, but like I didn't hate it. Or anything like I that. will tell you, I had no it investment was, in saving Earth. Whatsoever. It felt less. Well, yeah, we talked about that out because because we've, no one's ever spent any time on Earth before yeah. this last game. That like I'd be more invested. I was more invested with the, the loss of Thessia. I was Thessia, more sad about exactly. Thessia. And uh, I mean, I don't hate Earth, but you don't see any of it. Poor Bioware. It's just kind of Bioware. I liked Mass Effect Three. I didn't hate your ending so bad. Bioware is this cute puppy that brought you back this bone at the end of the street. <laughs> And the internet just kicked it across the street <laughs> into space. And it was a good bone. Maybe not the best bone, but it was a good bone. Mass Effect just brought me a dead bird. <laughs> and I understand that maybe I didn't want a dead bird. But, but I know what it meant. You know? It's like, good job, Mass Effect. And everyone else, you're lucky you're their cute. dogs are getting kicked into deep space. Because you know what? Right At the end of the day, I could really... The Reapers were just a justification for everything that happened in that game. The Reapers were just a justification for me to go shooting bottles off the top of the, yeah. the citadel and for me um allowing tollies or uh to like you know Tollyvas Rannick now yeah Tollyvas Earth for a no, while no they no, they call they call Admiral Rell Vas she's Rannick. yeah they, they don't make yeah, a big thing out of it but they mention that oh uh, Rex's first kid being named Morden yeah uh that was for Thane you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah when Kyling dies yeah um man just get it no it see it's like I'm, I can't, I'm looking forward I can't, to playing it again too I can't I can't, and, and you know, the thing about Mass Effect is the whole time I'm playing it, I'm like, I fuck, I gotta play it again from one. Did I you mention Aegis' like, uh, uh, top heavy body that Legion makes fun of yes, about? Yes, you did. Um, oh, the conversation you had with Edie, where you're, just, you're talking about the nature of just, like, space and reality. There's, there's I love when she talks she, about string theory. Those are the most science fiction-y conversations you have in the game, was yeah. Edie just talking about basic, like, philosophy of science. And it's also awesome because she talks about alternate realities, which is hilarious. I mean, which is great that they allude to the fact that there are alternate realities. You have an alternate reality for my reality. I know. This is not the wrong place to be talking about that. Yeah. yeah that, that's, that's... God damn. See, I can't, I can't hate Bioware for the ending of Mass Effect. No, anyone who hates Bioware for everything, 
People have been talking about how the uh, basic idea of the game is kind of similar to was it Dragon one of the Dragon Age games where it's just you're collecting a bunch of people trying to keep a, an evil hidden evil from rising again. Mm -hmm. Is that is that actually how Dragon's Age two or the first one plays out or something? The first one. Yeah, because yeah. I, I that's except one of the it's other... a, it's an evil that everyone agrees on is there because oh, it's there. Okay. It's not like the Reapers where everyone's like, oh, the Reapers, what is this? No, but it's like I just... oh god, you know this is this is. Bill's looking at his spreadsheet. I, well, yeah, I, I like. I'll probably post a link to this on the website, but I created this huge uh, Google Documents that with just notes of everything I was doing as I was playing the game. It's huge. We've actually talked about the vast majority of everything. I mean, notes I have my list. I, oh, oh, the one thing we didn't talk about was, and one of my favorite things. So the Normandy, I like how they redesigned the Normandy. I thought it was great. Yeah. But um, what really took my breath away was the Wall of the Dead. Yeah. Because it's and then more than everyone else gets. But just because you know, because as soon as they get the Normandy, like ah, the Normandy, I'm gonna explore everything. So I, you know, and you're just going through the floors, and it's like on the third floor, and then you just get right off the elevator, and you're just faced with the wall of the dead. And what's great is that in in Mass Effect Two, they had the, the the I think it was for only if you got the special edition or whatever. You had the DLC where you could go back to the Crash Normandy and pick up the dog tags of your your fallen soldiers. I kind of wish soldiers. your helmet was still there yeah. or whatever, like in your all your cabin. stuff in here. But the Alliance took your chip apart. Well, I like that. Did you find your hamster in the in the in the basement it was yeah. great but and all your ships scattered all over the ship anyway um just getting off the elevator and seeing the walls and those are the names you gather the dog tags of and there's presley's name and there's caden's oh, yeah. name yeah and then seeing thane and legion and morden added to that list and the thought of seeing tolly on that list and the thought of seeing garris on that shift i mean it actually every time i got off the elevator it gave me chills it gave me chills every time. I mean, I thought that was really... It's very... Like, Bioware, just the little things they do that make my day. I did appreciate how they took the... Uh, we kind of touched on a lot this a little bit before, too, but how they took the mining, planet-surveying minigame mm -hmm. from Mass Effect 2 and refined it. And and, and probably, this is... The, I can't believe they did manage to do this, but mix that with overhearing conversations on the Citadel <laughs> to turn that into an Animal Crossing fetch quest. That was well, not bad. I enjoyed it. I appreciate they were there. I, I appreciate they turned overhearing conversations into where yeah. they gamified it. Well, because they gave you incentive to do it. It's creepy that you just walk around just casually like listening Oh, by in. the way. Oh, I heard that you're looking for a bowl of soup. I found a bowl of soup on the other side of the galaxy. Here's well, your bowl of soup. They basically incentivize you to drop in and listen to these conversations because there's so many great ones. Like, I love the um, Mel, who's the Alliance soldier in Purgatory. Who's yeah. like, oh, hey, I'm gonna hang out with the rest of you guys. And there's just the guy who's like really uncomfortable about this woman hanging out. She's like, hey, let's go to an Asari titty bar. Yeah. He's like, um, I don't feel comfortable with this. You have a great conversation with Joker there yeah. where he's talking about the, like he wants to dance, but he can't because, oh, yeah, man, that's great. And, and you have a conversation with Cortez there yeah. and like Vega and fuck, and like, ugh. there's, uh, this is one of the uh, few parts in the game where like if the fact that it's a video game kind of like really kind of fucked me up a little bit was uh when you go to the citadel embassies mm -hmm. and there's this human alliance soldier who was talking to an asari clerk about how yeah um her wife who was an asari has already been shipped out by the asari military and now uh this alliance soldier has just gotten her orders to ship out which means that their daughter is going to be alone stranded on the citadel and so she spends the whole game wrestling with this yeah. sorry clerk trying to find a, like some way to like you yeah. know, get her a foster home on the citadel yeah. or get her sh uh, ship back to Thessia yeah. and which actually this 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 clerk actually does like after like 12 different conversations she yeah she she basically forges the papers to yeah she it. forges the papers did you did you hear but the... then I come back later and then they start the conversation over. that's I was the like, one I was thing like, oh, man. the only conversation there's also yeah. the other the old lady right the old the lady who has like Alzheimer's or something yeah oh shit yeah see and you know, she's just talking to the clerk and she confuses and it and she even confuses 
uses her own name. She yeah. says, I'm Teresa, and Teresa's the name of her son's a oh, sorry you, wife. Oh, you're sorry. You, look, you could be such... You, could, you look, just look like my son's oh. husband, wife. Blah, blah, blah. Mass Effect. And... I was reading, there's some article that the Penny Arcade Report linked to that was like, um, why Mass Effect, it is so important that Mass Effect include homosexual characters, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't even read it because the first sentence says, a a remarkable thing happens in in Mass Effect 3 when uh, when your Cortez casually mentions that he lost his his husband in the war. Of course, it's shittily written because it's Bioware, but blah, blah, blah. I had to close the window. I'm like, you know what? You can complain about the ending being screwy. If you complain about any of the fucking incidental dialogue in this game you are dead to me you know what is kind of weird because you find out his husband was uh the 10 year old boy who now he sees visions of all the time when he dreams <laughs> okay here's that the one weird thing that is the only <laughs> child you see in all of mass effect that's why it had oh, such an effect the other thing where it's kind of like like what my what, what my wife kept doing to because we're like you know okay, Shepard's gonna that, die right that, that you know Shepard's gonna was die right creepy anyway oh, so was, kind of better he looked off. like jason from from uh, just a little bit from heavy rain so when i'm in the dream sequence in my head i'm just going jason jason to prepare God. herself emotionally for shepherd's inevitable death my wife kept drawing um ba- uh, baby uh asari and shepherd's asari child Aww. wearing a shepherd's too big hoodie oh like like and it was like oh man that hoodie that robot dog <laughs> Um, what it, oh, see, you never got to hear this. Um, uh, Daniels, who's the female engineer in Mass Effect 2 that you can recruit in Mass Effect yeah. 3, um, she named it Sophie. Aw. She named it Sophie. I can't believe I, I totally, like, I must have had a stroke when you, I don't know. It's when you go, it's one of the things in the Citadel, you can recruit them. <sighs> Man, I'm looking through my notes and we pretty much talked about everything. I love Mass Effect 3. They, maybe they, they. I look forward to playing it again. The ending wasn't perfect, but it felt right for me. Uh, is this part where we start flipping about how awesome Bioshock Infinite is going to be? And we can get crushing disappointment from that when it comes <laughs> up. That is the next I, big single player game. I, I felt awful after beating Mass Effect 3, but it was not because I felt unsatisfied by the ending. I just felt this huge weight of mourning. Not just Ma- that Mass Effect was over, but that Harriet was dead. I felt shattered. I did. I did. I am so invested in that character. She dead? Or she she is my ashes. shepherd. She's just infused in the whole galaxy now. Technically, she's, Shepard lives on yeah, in everyone because now true. everyone's been in... Because that's the whole point. You have to sacrifice yeah. yourself because you're your beaming yourself melts. out too. Oh, you disintegrate. And you see the cybernetics and everything and it's like, oh my God, I cried so hard. You're, I'm so glad... Implants fly away. I'm so glad that I waited. I, I finished it on my Saturday and I had all my Sunday to recover because if I had to go to work after that, I would have just been a shame shell i needed to yeah this is why it was so nice to have journey oh yeah see Deeper so you price. play journey and it's like journey oh so journey is, is shepherd in the afterlife no nope. okay. you don't have to make any decisions you just walk over there <laughs> walk over there in the fucking game uh... yeah mass effect 3 good game i i mean I, it... i'll i'll between that and the other mass effects i'm probably gonna end up playing it half a dozen times in my life we can have this. We can have another podcast about Mass Effect, <laughs> but the Mass, Mass, Mass Effect trilogy Effects. ten years from now, where we can just talk oh, about like Mass on Effects. my fourth playthrough of Mass Effect Two, I did this. Shepard. But yeah, I look forward to see unless EA really fucks up the franchise. I'd be curious to see what Bioware does with another one that takes place either you know as either a prequel. A part or a sequel of me really or... just wants Bioware to just move on and work on something if else. If they're smart, they'll let it set... Well, especially with the ending and stuff, I would kind of wonder if they well, might want to be more inclined to... Yeah, I mean, set it aside for a little let while. let just... some other team in another studio make some Oh, I'm some sure that of... you'll get a... You'll get a uh, bio... You'll you'll get a Mass Effect first-person shooter and, a, like, some kind of RTS or something like that, and then the, the Bioware eventually come back five years from now saying, yep, we're going to do another RPG in that universe, and See, everyone's going to go, yay! 
What I want is I want basically the um, the iPhone game they made from Mass Effect 2, Mass Effect Galaxy, whatever it was called. Yeah. I want that kind of art, but with like all the dialogue trees and everything. I basically want it to be like a, a Japanese visual novel, but I want it to be with Did Mass Effect. Did you download the Mass Effect data pad? Yes, I love it. I love that they got the the voice from. It sounds like the voice of the guy who did all the educational uh, all the codex stuff. entries. No, in Ma- in Jurassic Park. <laughs> this is I the thought, dinosaurs. I thought it was just the Codex guy from the Mass Effect. Games. I think so. I think it's the, the same guy, though. It the sounds like thing, the same. Guy. The only thing that I'm set, upset about at the data pad is that there's no play all option because I would totally just fall asleep listening to that. I I fell asleep the first night it came out. I yeah. totally zonked the fuck out. Yeah. Via board, look up the TV tropes entry for the Mass Effect games too, because mm-hmm. they have a great commentary on like all the different things that happened in those games. And yeah. That 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 was that was almost as entertaining as playing the game itself. But man, Mass Effect. <sighs> Mass Effect. I can't. I can't. I genuinely can't bring myself to be as mad about the ending as i am about that damn there's no table. reason to be that ending uh, be up that upset about the ending i mean i guess i get it, it was it was it's like a kid who got it you got to see at school it's not i don't you're not, who, it's not something to be proud of i did not play the mass effect games the for the reapers the i'm just reapers saying it. i mean it's just like the reapers were the necessary track like the track on which the train of mass effect could run just because you need some kind of antagonist all i cared about know. was that boxcar all along you know <laughs> that boxcar named garris vicarian um, Garrus has Garrus and Tally, man. I will say this: so the Mass Effect game that was the first time they've ever tricked me into playing multiplayer because the multiplayer had a, a bearing, however vague, on the single player. Well, you were talking about this Mass Effect. The, the multiplayer is just the uh, it, yeah multiplayer is just a multiplier. Yeah. On your war asset score in the main game, but even even beyond that, feeling that link, like I don't know if you played any of the N seven missions in the game, yeah. but you actually go. I, to I, those I got the achievement for yeah. All the you, maps in the multiplayer yeah. show up as single player missions, but during. In the narrative, they're like, okay, you Shepard, you've made a foothold there, and we'll keep sending troops to reinforce those positions. Yeah. So there is, like, an actual... Like, obviously, it's multiplayer. There's no narrative I would like to, to see it. more games do that, where the multiplayer feeds into the single player somehow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just having a narrative reason to do it. It's not like see... I'm not with eight other drakes shooting eight different Connors. Well, did you, you know? see that supposedly once you get a character up to level 20, like, you can't level them up anymore, and so if you cash them in, that really super adds to the multiplayer for the war effort? Oh, no. So... We're gonna 100 percent it because at this point I, there is a. You guys are close. You guys have most of the achievements. We're, we're at 80. You'll, well, oh, you'll not, probably not have in, to beat it on in what's the hardest insanity. Mode? Oh no no no! I don't get the insanity mode of achievements. Are okay. you kidding? That's not worth it. That's right because you were playing in oh, casual. Shit. Yeah, I, I someone had twittered to me and I forgot to answer. Um, uh, if uh, I played on narrative mode. I did not. You don't get the option because I think that's only if you're no, starting you a brand new game. Oh, you can you can always go to the option menu and change oh, really? the difficulty setting at any point. And I because I checked because it defaults to normal. Did you mode. play with your uh, helmet off off in conversations? Uh, I actually just, just straight up did not equip a helmet for the most of the game until finally I found one where it's not a helmet. I found that was just a visor that affected my pr- my power duration. Yeah. And then I didn't bother me because I didn't see his helmet on. Because Shepard, I want to see Shepard's face. Shepard's beautiful face. My, it's my Shepard. <sighs> Can't wait to play that Harriet. again with Shepard's real face. Hopefully they'll fix that bug and I get to fix Romance Loyal. Oh, and then, you know, then we can actually have a real Mass Effect 3 podcast. I miss Mass Effect. I yeah. miss Harriet Shepard. It's the only reason there. why the indoctrination theory, like, so there's this theory online that's um, that Shepard um, is uh, is indoctr is a little bit indoctrinated, and when she gets blasted, <laughs> she gets a little bit drunk. When she gets blasted by the beam, pretty much from then on, or or no no no, there's one that you're um, it's all a fever dream, it's all blood loss, it's all hallucination, pretty much from the blast on. You can see that. You can Which would explain the, so many ways. Yeah. 
And then there's the theory that, well, the elusive man has control of you and forces you to treat Anderson. Well, clearly you're indoctrinated and all that ending never happened. Yeah. So these are the way people... And you know what? God bless them. If Bioware wants to undo the ending, they could go down those paths. Oh, I know. Big they... DLC and everyone would be so excited. And what a cheat I saw that, that just today. It's Friday. They're talking, like... Uh, was it Casey Hudson actually did yeah. so, 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 essentially saying guys we're going to talk about this we're going to wait till everyone has yeah. a chance to beat the game but we're, we're not going to completely ignore your complaints about the ending we're, you know, we're going to start a dialogue with you guys just hold on you know who is the sad the saddest person in this entire situation well, what's her name poor I don't know, Jesse Merrick or whatever the social network person it's poor what's his name Chris Presley who's their their forums guy oh. and the poor woman who's their Twitter person I was looking at her Twitter feed she had a response. She like there's pages and pages of directly responding to people saying we're because people are bitching at him and being douchebags because it's tw- in the internet and why yeah. not and just bitching at him, bitching at him, and she's just responding to every single one, going we're we're talk we hear your feedback. Yeah, what else are you gonna you do? Know? Yeah, but I mean, God bless her because what do you do? You don't answer him. Like she is answers every single. If, I swear, if you bitch at her I or like say that, anything, that, that makes me like Mass Effect. I take back everything I said about Mass Effect bad except for, except for the kid dream stuff. <laughs> Poor Bioware, you know? I really... A part of me does feel like they were kind of pushed to get this game out in time, and... Because there are a lot of bugs in that game. Like, beyond that, the face import... I thought that was pretty polished. I, I, I... There were a lot of camera bugs. Oh, there was one thing where I was in the Citadel! I was playing in the Citadel, and I was talking to somebody, and I walked away, and I got shot out of the Citadel! <laughs> like, up through the ceiling, It was, little, the it was all froze. animation stuff. Yeah, oh, I, I had the game crash on But that's the first time where, like, I got, like, knocked out of the environment, and, like, the game froze, and, like, yeah, I shut it down real fast, because I didn't want yeah, to fuck up my Xbox or No, and I, and I had a couple of times, or not, I could say easily 20 times when the camera turned to someone, and they weren't there. Oh, there's one or, or two times during cutscenes. But I thought that was just because, like, maybe no. someone was supposed to be there that wasn't there, like, <laughs> I don't I shouldn't say it was super buggy, because it wasn't. It was really that... And the, you know, I'm kind of surprised thing considering that they the delayed the game bug. and how poorly received Dragon Age 2 was in terms yeah. of like its assets, a lot of the assets in that game kind of being recycled. Mass Effect 3, you they put a, you need to they play put a mega ton of fucking... Well, no, I just understand, but that's what I've... That's yeah, a lot that's of people worried about Mass Effect 3 because yeah. Dragon Age 2... Like I said, I'm not saying anyone said it was a bad game, no, I, I but the assets... No, they did say it was the same game. three den- dungeons over and over again. There was nothing like that late in this game. And a lot of the environments look the same, like the Solarian... Lab look just like you know, Grissom, you know it looks had, like you know it looks like a mass but it looks effect. like a Mass Effect game yeah. and, it make, and you and you know but, about the fiction there's a lot of prefab stuff so but it makes really sense. The two worst things I can complain about the game is Edie's a little over sexualized and which I wasn't offended by I think it's funny that you were more offended ghost, by that dead ghost kid dream kid <laughs> that's it that's the worst I have to say anyway Annie's mm. got to go home it's ten it's almost eleven o'clock on a school night how for long is oh, we talked about Mass Effect uh, about twenty minutes oh two hours and a half. <laughs> We literally just crossed the two uh, two and a half hour mark. Everybody, no one is surprised that our longest podcast. Am I glad we didn't do any Geek of the Week three. stuff this week? Yeah. So. Anyway, we're gonna wrap this up uh, next week. We may be doing a, a, a talking about uh, Walt Disney's Fantasia. After but that, really, it's just gonna be an hour of me sighing that just whimpering Harriet Shepherd over and over again. <laughs> well, we'll see what happens next week. I'm pushing. Bailey for is of... dead. Bailey was on the game with the Citadel. Everyone that Citadel. The Citadel got fucked up, man. Uh... Connor Verrett. What's his name? Oh, wait. One last thing. Did you punch Conrad out the reporter? Verner. Did you punch out the reporter? Oh, hell yes. You pu- You don't let her punch back? There's an option. No, I punched her twice. Yeah. Well, there's there's a renegade prompt that if you miss, she knocks you the fuck out. Oh, that's awesome, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. No, I punched her twice. So, uh, I, like, uh, I want to uh, get 
a special box I can put all three games in, and it'll just be called The Reporter from Mass Effect Trilogy. <laughs> Punching. That's really the highlight of every Well, you Mass know, Effect apparently, game. so a friend of mine was playing at Paragon, Hella Paragon, and yeah. you can recruit her as a Warasset if you're not a bitch to her. Oh, well, if she's a reporter, you can kind of turn her. Instead, I oh, recorded. you were talking about how you talked to what, just just a robot? Yeah. I, you know what? Turns out I never got a chance to romance her because as soon as I saw her weird, ugly, melted pig face. It was kind of uh, weird. This is not a comment on just, no, 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 Jessica no, no. Schobot no, in real life. The way her well, face she's one of the works. characters that you can tell is not just created through the basic Mass Effect character a editor, lot of but the characters is like were face, A lot of those secondary characters are face scans. Almost oh, really? all of them were. Her Liara, face, though. She looked like a weird... What's, what's, what's her face from uh, uh, Dark Knight? From secretary who likes to get spanked and poops in a dress. <laughs> she kind of did, actually. She, yes. she had that kind of weird, ghastly oh, look name? on her I face. I can't remember. But no, Jack, Jacob, Miranda, Liara. Um, oh, Miranda looked weird. Uh, I think even Anderson, Joker. Almost all of them are face scans. Based like they, off their actors? Not necessarily. Not in all cases. Oh, okay. Like, in fact, Casey Hudson did this really cute tweet like Somebody a year ago. Somebody was talking about how much the Lucy man looks just like Martin Sheen. I'm like... And that they're white and have kind of grayish hair. But not bad, but yeah, it's not like he's a, like a 300-pound fat guy, but yeah. anyway. But anyway, yeah, Mass Effect. Yeah. I love you, Mass Effect. I'm sad. I'm sad all over again. Why did I come and talk? I really, I, there have been a couple of people who are like, I want to talk to you about this online, but I genuinely could not talk about Mass Effect because I just now felt the healing process such a morning. Yeah. No, because now I just hurt all over again. There. They'll always be on your shelf. It's like like the Harry Potter books or something like that. You See, can but go just back like the, the Harry Potter books, it's always the, the I will never be in the Harry Potter universe, you couldn't knock out Rita Skeeter. That's this is why this is better than Harry Potter. The end. Mass effects. Oh, okay. I just went. Uh... So we're the boy howdy podcast. Where's my poker game? At you know what? This you... is gonna be. You know what this is? This uh... is the start of the rest of my life of me commissioning every artist I know to draw me Mass dogs effect playing was... poker, except with a Mass Effect. Oh, crew. you know what? Or the I... Last Supper of Christ, but it's the last poker. If game no one else draws it, I promise. Bill, you, if you I will do not make that. that a print, one of your next prints, I will fucking hang you by your balls until you die. That might have to be. We'll see. Yeah. That might... <laughs> wow. Okay, that might be a thing. Okay. So yeah, this is the Boy Howdy podcast. Uh, we're boy at boyhowdy.org. You can look for us on the iTunes web store. Oh yes, we're now actually. So before you could uh, get download, subscribe to us through iTunes because uh, I had an RSS link to iTunes. But now you can actually search for us on iTunes. Yeah, and you can favor us, man. Don't leave any. Uh, don't rate us or anything. Because like <laughs> I'm afraid. Don't oh, be, I'm least... terrified. We haven't gotten any criticisms yet. I'm gonna cry the first There's time. There's a lot I hear of criticism. when Bill Mudrin's on your podcast. Man, I well. What's your email? uh, We're howdy at boyhowdy.org, and we are, of course, at boyhowdypodcast on the Twitters. Any of you guys who did not get Javik on your... I'm serious. Send us an email, howdy at boyhowdy.org. I want to hear what happens if you don't have Javik. Javik's a shit. Javik is a a shit. He kept telling me to blast Edie out the door, the airlock. He he just does because he wants to tap that shit. Joker got in the way. No, you're you're a phantom. I can smell your phantom. No, at some point he does tell you, I do not, I am not looking for a mate. If you talk to him. (laughs) Did you ask him? No, he just says it unprovoked. Anyway, friends, thank you again for listening to our pitfall. I love you. Glad the Mexicans made it in the space. I love you almost as much as I love Mass Effect. Bye.